Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your claws, fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international departure. <laughs> we will overcome. We will overcome someday. No, God! No, God, please, no! Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Daily coronavirus cases are rising again across most of this country. Over the past week, new cases are up by 66%. And the highly infectious Delta strain now makes it more than 50% of new cases. We're concerned about those regions of the country, those states, those areas, those cities, in which the level of vaccination is really quite low. You've got to go one-on-one. And that's really what the president was talking about. Kill me! Dr. Fauci, I don't know how many more times you can say to people, listen, it will save your life. I have this problem with some members of my own family, which I'm now going to ban for Thanksgiving vacation. That's how strongly I'm taking what you're saying. Oh, good for you. You are fake news. No one cares. Very fake news. The American people are tired of women. I agree with that. All right, America. Go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Hope everybody had a great weekend. And there's plenty of news to recap, as always. Joe Biden and Jen Psaki doubled down on their efforts to censor social media of so-called coronavirus vaccine misinformation. And they now say that Facebook is killing people by allowing your idiot posts to stay up. (laughs) Man, oh man, was this a a ridiculous display this week. I, I covered some of it in the video I posted yesterday. We'll get to some of the things I did not get to, which are... Even uh, even sillier, perhaps. Uh, meanwhile, unrest continues in Cuba and South Africa. In the latter, uh, some of the most insane riot and looting footage I've ever seen, um, both in terms of violence and in terms of scale. Uh, we're talking yep. hordes of like an entire city's worth of people walking through shopping malls and stealing everything in sight. Including cops. Uh, allegedly, I, the one clip I saw... Is it confirmed that they were stealing? I couldn't tell what they were loading. I'm sure they were stealing. All right. Well, unfortunately, I didn't prep the clip, so we can't evaluate. But that is the allegation that police themselves were uh, enjoying the fruits of the of the looting. We'll take a look at some of the lighter stuff that we can actually show on the stream. Some of it is just too violent. There's no way we could even show it. 
Why uh, am I laughing? It's because the chickens are coming home to roost, so I think this is super funny. It's my well, favorite uh, looting footage I've I've seen yet. And not enough progressive policy in South Africa. Surprise, surprise. It, they haven't sure. quite done it. Not enough racially progressive policy to solve the issue. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee speaks through the New York Times to disavow all you racist proud boys out there. Uh, apparently, if you are one such racist proud boy, at least they hate you and they would like to pay you to stop drinking their coffee. Um, and I'm sure many will oblige for free. And I'm going to have to admit to being dumb enough to defend them a few months back. I, I thought that they were treated a little bit unfairly in the original Kyle Rittenhouse yeah, fuck them. controversy. They turned out to be so awful. I can't defend what's in this New York Times uh, piece, and it's not the New York Times smearing them. It's them willingly participating with the New York Times to tell you to go to hell effectively yep. take a look at that plus um we're gonna hear from a listener who says uh that the male appearing genitalia incident at we spa is not a hoax uh because the exact same thing happened to her and her six-year-old daughter we'll hear what she has to say and before we get out of here we have a case of hoax hate and tonight's movie review is peewee's big adventure so stick around i'm actually kind of shocked that you like that movie so i'll be oh, interested to hear why it might just be childhood nostalgia i don't know hmm. We will, uh, of course, check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We'll take as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, so get them in early if you'd like them read, please, and thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website um, is uh, is our, our show store that's up and running, of course. We have, um, we have hats, we have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have stickers, we have it all. Um, plus, we have special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends and big supporters of the show over at Charity Swipes. If you uh, own or manage a business... You got to speak to Charity Swipes. They're a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. And they have many solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. Not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, but they're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, Charity Swipes give gives 30% of their annual profits to charities like Make-A-Wish, the Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader as well as free setup and training. You can view all the details of this offer at charityswipes.com MC. Every signup greatly supports our show as well. So if you own a business, do yourself and us a favor and go check them out at charityswipes.com slash MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners, by listeners. Um, I hope that people are not too upset with your toe tease and now... Uh, delay. What is the status of the big toe reveal? Yes, yeah, so I am at an undisclosed location where I've been collecting my toe. Uh, and then I'm flying home and my parents were driving. So I did have to send 
the toe with them because I'm not really sure what the rules are on interstate plane travel and human body parts. You didn't so, want to lose it to TSA. So it is now I in didn't. I would be really mad. I paid $270 for this. <laughs> Haggled. But I'll show you next week. Um, my parents are horrified. But they agreed to transport it. They did. Because they okay. know how much I love this toe. I mean, seriously, people people look at it and like, I, we've had some some pukers. It's that bad. Is it a big toe? What toe is it? It's the big toe. Okay. I I would like to see the cross-section bone that's in there. That's my, that's that's number one thing. That's I not see. the most interesting part. Okay. Well. It's the gangrene. That's oh. the most interesting part. <laughs> I stand corrected. Mm. All right. We will see it next Sunday. Apology to keep delaying the uh, much anticipated reveal, but we'll have to delay one more week. Markdown next Sunday, uh, July 25th for the big blonde toe reveal. Meanwhile... And I guess so-called real news. Uh, On Friday, a federal district court judge uh, in Houston ruled that President Obama's deferred action for childhood arrivals executive order, you you probably know it as DACA, was unlawful and that Obama exceeded his authority in issuing it. So recall back in 2012, Obama's order ensured that children brought to the U.S. illegally by their parents would not be deported. Uh, Beneficiaries of this policy have been referred to as so-called dreamers. And if you're hoping for a more substantive decision about either uh, immigration policy or whether the president and the executive branch uh, get to pick and choose what law they follow and what law they enforce, that ruling is not that. Um, Instead, this ruling uh, partially halts DACA on technical grounds. It doesn't stop it entirely, but the judge says that DACA violated the administrative procedures act because the Obama administration never allowed for public comment. So there was a technical rule per federal law that you're supposed to be able to submit a public comment before this executive order takes effect. Apparently they didn't do that or didn't do that according to the law. That sounds like a technicality. It is. It says nothing about immigration policy. It says nothing about the powers of the presidency or the executive and Congress. It is pure technicality. Um, so, However, this is good, although it doesn't really matter. Well, in a legal, it, it, it raises the legal question. Okay, what if they just did it again, but they allowed for public comment? Could, they mm. ju- could Biden just could do, they do that? Could they do it again? So that doesn't necessarily matter. And then even as this stands, does it matter now? What's going to happen is... Uh, the the dreamers who are protected by the current DACA standard, the the judge has has told um, federal authorities, you're not going to do anything to these dreamers that you. So wouldn't it's not like they can get do. deported anyway. So who gives a shit about this? So they're gonna they're uh, I, I guess safe from deportation for the time being. The judge did halt um, the acceptance of new applications or the processing of new applications. So this is really just turning the faucet off on new dreamers. But as far as dreamers that are already here. Uh, and as far as people that uh, under federal under federal law, at least passed by Congress, should be deported, that that's not going to it's not going to happen for the time being. Now, why else does it matter? Unless Congress gets together and fixes this and actually clears a a filibuster proof majority in the Senate, which seems highly unlikely. Uh, the New York Times is saying um, the ultimate legality of DACA is almost certain to be decided by the Supreme Court. So, if the Supreme Court takes up a challenge on this, which it surely will be appealed. Will they take a look at more substantive grounds or will they just look at this technical bullshit? Uh, 
I think you know the answer to that in the <laughs> era of the Roberts court, but there's probably more to be said by the courts on this DACA issue. Uh, in another story this week, was it a sign from God? <laughs> a George Floyd mural in Toledo was either struck by lightning or just naturally collapsed. What is the story here? Yeah, this mural honoring George Floyd um, in Toledo. It collapsed on Tuesday and then according to the Toledo police, witnesses saw it get struck by lightning. But then a city building inspector was like, nah, it was just really old. And not the not the mural, but the wall was like bowing out and it just yeah. it just collapsed. Regardless, I'm willing to take this as a sign from God that uh, George Floyd is burning in hell. <laughs> there, there was, in fact, a lightning strike at that place at that time, right? Dopp- or at least it says in the story, Doppler radar did show a lightning strike in that block. Yes. Around Ford. So, okay, so know. it's... It- possible the symbolism uh, is funny here is some of the uh, aftermath images of, of what the collapse looks like it's just a bunch of bricks fell off i suppose but you know they did fall off pretty cleanly if lightning struck it i guess i don't know what that looks like but it seemed like maybe it'd be more explosive or something I, I really it looks like I, I was just thinking because it it was so clean it looks like it got struck by lightning maybe i guess i mm. i've not examined the uh, uh wreckage of a lightning strike before <laughs> Whatever well, God hates us is uh, is the moral of the story. I'm convinced um, for our vice, false idols. I wish that we had more time to talk about this story because it's just a treasure chest of cringe, and you know that's my favorite genre. But in the interest of all the other news this week, we'll have to be quick. But in case you didn't see this week, you, you likely did. The Democrats yeah. of the Texas State House fled the state to avoid votes on. Uh, voting reform bills, which include the absolute anti-democratic horrors uh, of things like uh, voter ID only for vote by mail, not voter ID generally, but just for vote by mail, as well as um, blocking election officials from sending unsolicited applications for mail in ballots. Those are those are what they're protesting. That's why democracy (laughs) is threatened in Texas. So to deny a quorum uh, and at least stall these bills for the time being, Democrats hopped private planes and flew to D.C. to to uh, sip champagne and grandstand about their own sacrifices and heroism and all this. And there was plenty of cringe in that, but there was no cringe cringier than when they broke into the song We Shall Overcome at the end Ugh. of their press conference at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, get ready. Thank you very much for all that you and all of your colleagues are doing here today. Thank you. We will overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome. Thank you, Miss T. Oh, my God. It's like a female Kermit the Frog leading that. I don't know what that voice was. There were so many black people. Nobody can carry a tune. <laughs> the rhythm was terrible, too. Was I know. Just, it was all off. Um, I mean, they're not contributing much to our country, but we can give them that, right? <laughs> okay. Disavow. Disavow. Um, but it turns out they uh, they will have to overcome and what they will have to overcome is uh, coronavirus diagnoses. <laughs> That's right. After uh, not wearing masks on their private plane, uh, the, the, that was the picture here. There they are with their case of Miller Lite and uh, all of them hanging out on their private plane together. After not wearing masks, as would be required by federal regulations on any sort of uh, 
commercial flight, public flight. Now uh, it's reported that at least three members of this House Democrat caucus from Texas have tested positive for coronavirus. One is Cecilia Israel of Austin, who spoke with The Washington Post. Um, It's not revealed, as far as I've seen, who the other two are, but it is reported that they are all fully vaccinated. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it this mythical delta variant i don't know i don't know if they caught the delta oh. but they're all saying they don't plan to return to texas this week they plan to hold another press conference on monday but i guess this one will be virtual because uh a bunch of them have rona Ugh, and whatever. as a practical matter um, i'm, this I'm is walling all. at all the conservatives that are acting like this is an assault to our democracy though well if you remember, this exact same thing happened in Oregon two yeah. years ago. And we were t- that was a classic discussion of my principles versus do you want to win? I remember that. And yeah. I don't like this on principle. I think it's an abdication of your duty. Um, but there have been, I think both sides of this have flipped rather noticeably uh, depending on who's doing this tactic. That's true. But we um, were talking about that when I still cared about the country. So I see. I don't know Fair if things point. have changed. I think this is hilarious. More of this. It, Good it's for not you gonna, guys. Shirk your gonna, duties. <laughs> it's not going to work for them. Um, they do have to return at some point. The governor, by law, can call a special session whenever he wants. And once they're in Texas, he has the legal authority to detain them and bring them back to the Capitol. It was reported that, oh, what's he going to do? Arrest them and put them in jail. That's not what it is. It's a, it's detain them and bring them to the Capitol to do their yeah. jobs. Um. So for these Democrats, that leaves the only option. If they go back, this this bill will ultimately pass. The only option they have is, I guess, don't go back until the next election. But I have to think this is a very risky and likely poor political strategy. Right. To so win just more seats in the next for election. For the, um, the optics? 100%. It's just a stunt. <sighs> well, let's uh, talk the rest of the week for... Um, Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and the rest of the White House on this social media censorship campaign. I, on Thursday, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing in this press conference. It was as though it was out of some foreign, some foreign totalitarian country or something. It was a bizarre experience. But uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy devoted an entire hour's press conference to what they're calling uh, confronting health misinformation. And in this press conference, the pair outlined specific directives they have. Now, they'll call them recommendations, but pick whatever word you want. They're telling Facebook and other social media uh, companies what they should do in terms of actions to censor uh, and take offline your opinions about coronavirus and vaccines. That's what they're talking about. Whether it's a mandate or a suggestion, it is still a total betrayal of any government that has any fidelity to the first amendment period, whether they're actually going to round people up or not philosophically, that is just a completely broken piece of this, this administration. And if you're interested in that uh, press conference, I did a whole video that I posted yesterday, breaking it down. Um, There have since been even more developments that I didn't have time to get into. So on this stream, we'll focus on that, but there was um, plenty of pushback afterward uh, on after the, the Thursday press conference, but um, on Friday and into the weekend, Jen Psaki and Joe Biden doubled down and now they're blaming Facebook um, and implicitly you, as we'll get to, pers- uh, uh, for their for their failure to reach their vaccine goals. So that's really what this is all about. They had this goal of getting 70 percent of the country vaccinated by the 4th of July. Do you it know didn't what we're happen. At? 
I, I don't know. It's not 70%, though. And I'd be shocked if it were 50%. It's, that was never going to happen freely anyway. Let me look this up. Yeah, you, I'm sure it's uh, readily available. But um, on Friday, Jen Psaki, when she was pushed on this, she added even more terms. She spoke at the next press conference and said, um, you know, I think that if you're banned on one social media platform for misinformation, you should be banned on all of them. It, it should just be across the board. Did you get the number? 49% of people. That's lower than I thought, actually. Are you serious? That's way higher than I thought. How disappointing. And they're saying that fully vaccinated they're have to is. That, that's fully two vaccinated. doses in the two dose vaccines. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. Um, okay. So I lost my place. Let me get to a, a, a real quick. Okay. So Jen Saki is saying she's adding to this. She's not just saying, Hey, here's what you should ban in terms of uh, vaccine misinformation. She's saying you guys should, you guys should collude. You guys should team up. And if someone gets banned on one of your places, you should all agree to ban together. They've been doing that anyway, though. They basically do, but it's, it's pretty shocking to see a government official at a government podium come out and say, yeah, do that. Do more of that censorship. Is Please. it we, we've already we, they've already been doing it so extensively that the fact that they say it now, it kind of makes me want to uh, give them a high five. It's like at least you're being a little above board about it. Remember, well, Alex yeah. Jones was banned from like yeah. Twitter, YouTube and something all in the same week, something like that. Yeah, and they denied too. that it was collusion. Yeah, they're clearly colluding. They used so, to fine. Government officials used to have the veneer of, well, they're still a private company, but if they did this, I would like it. That's that's what they yeah. used to go with. Now they're saying, no, no, uh, here's a plan that we're giving to them that we want them to enact. Now, the best defense I give to that is they're not holding a gun to Facebook yet, but that's the next step. I mean, we're one step away from that. And even what they're doing right now, as I said, it's a blatant violation of the philosophy and the principle of the First Amendment. You don't get up there and start telling people that certain viewpoints ought to be punished. That's just a fundamentally anti-Constitution, anti-American viewpoint. Yep. Um, so so Jen Psaki gets challenged by uh, Peter Ducey on Friday, and the two had kind of a tense exchange. And Psaki starts uh, repeating this talking point that Facebook misinformation is killing people that Peter Ducey is talking about some secondary concern of censorship because he should be more concerned about Facebook killing people. You looked concerned. Did our stream stop? I'm getting a lot of F's in the chat. Oh, Christ. <laughs> they're, they're saying we're back now. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought maybe Susan got us. We're good. I think we're okay. Yeah. There's no connection problem on my end. Um, you guys, you messing with us. I don't think so, though. It was a lot of honest people in the chat saying F, but oh, it looks it's like just, it's back. just trolling. Okay. Stopped for 10 seconds. Okay. Well, wow. maybe Susan okay. is giving us a warning sign. We're getting too close. <laughs> anyway, here's uh, Jen Psaki responding to Peter Ducey. Our biggest concern here, and I frankly think it should be your biggest concern, is the number of people who are dying around the country because they're getting misinformation that is leading them to not take a vaccine. But the yeah. big concern, though, I think for a lot of people on Facebook is that now this is big brother watching you. They're more concerned about that than people dying across the country because of a, a yeah. pandemic where misinformation is traveling on social media platforms that feels unlikely to me if you have the data to back that up i'm happy okay, to discuss it there is information that is leading to people not taking the vaccine and people are dying as a result what a stupid bitch this is evil <laughs> this is evil what these people are doing it, i do think it is wildly immoral yeah i would agree 
That's outrageous. Can you imagine being an American citizen and being told like an average American citizen of average intelligence that is has some confidence in the media and you're being told you're killing people? If I wasn't so headstrong, I might be susceptible to that kind of programming. Like what they're doing is evil. How do we know that in two years, everybody that takes the vaccine is not going to be dead? 50 percent of this country dead, dead. Uh, well, we don't for sure. I mean, I wouldn't predict that, Susan, but we don't. We definitely don't. And they're trying to give and, it to your pregnant wife and shit. These people need to be stopped. <laughs> Democratically, Susan. Uh, <laughs> at the ballot box, Susan. Uh, two. Um, OK, first, uh, the things things I thought were noteworthy about this exchange. Uh, she demands data. Peter Ducey must show data that people are worried about big brother government. Like but they she give also, a shit about data. And she also freely claims that there's this big pile of bodies stacked from Facebook posts. I need to see mm. the data on that. But if you want data that Americans are a little bit wary of, um, of of social media censorship, there's plenty of polling to that effect. Here's one from Rasmussen from May. Shows a majority of Americans do not think that uh, social media platforms are being um, fair or unbiased in their uh, in their curation of content, if you want to put it that way. Um but uh, as far as some of her other her uh, her other points, again, uh, show me data as we'll get to in a minute. I'll look at some of the numbers. Not only are there no data that bodies are being stacked for uh, from Facebook misinformation, there's no data that bodies are being stacked. We remain at uh, pandemic lows as far as uh, who's actually dying from even the uptick in the Delta variant. This but is they not a problem. Know this. Yeah, they know I mean, this. So why do they want everybody to get vaccinated? There has to be some other motivation. Yeah, there is there some insidious motivation where they're going assume. to hide some health effects or something like that. Like, I'm going to get really tinfoil on this vaccine thing. Why would they care if we're fully vaccinated? If it's they already know, we know that they know that that COVID is not dangerous, that it's not killing people in historic amounts. This is not a real pandemic. Yet they're still trying to vaccinate all these people. Why? Uh, yeah, you have to speculate. You have to theorize. We don't know. Uh, or you can go with the explanation that they're just really, really good people who are looking out for you. Yeah, you, you can accept All that. Right. Um, mm. But but even her main point: oh, Are you saying you're more concerned with uh, with Big Brother monitoring and censorship than you are with people dying? Yeah, kind of. Yes. I mean, yeah. if people are dying because of their free choices, even if yeah. their choice not to get the vaccine is costing them their lives, if it's their free choice to do that and they face the consequences of their free choices. Uh, yeah, I am more worried about the government infringing on people's rights because the government's number one job is to protect and defend people's yeah. rights. So in just the same way, I wouldn't support the government um, forcing or heavily influencing you to eat a salad instead of a Big Mac. I would not uh, support the government trying to enforce a vaccine upon you either. Yeah, so even, Saki, and we also reject the premise that people are dying in mass of this anyway. So it doesn't really matter, does it? I'll show the numbers in just a minute. Um, before I do, Joe Biden said much the same. Um, he was asked by a reporter about this Facebook issue, and he said, yeah, Facebook is killing people. What's your message to platforms like Facebook? They're killing people. I mean, they really, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. Okay, Good. and they should cannibalize uh, each other. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is over there, like, why has he put, betrayed me? Why has the Biden betrayed yeah. me? 
Yeah. Um, and, and I understand, too, when Joe Biden says they're killing people, Im- at least implicitly, that means you. You yeah. are killing people with your opinions freely, right. freely expressed and your thoughts um, freely circulating in your head. You are killing people. And it's just that Facebook won't stop you. It's not Facebook's action that's killing people, mm-hmm. according to his theorizing here. It's that your dumb ideas are unrestricted by Facebook. You are killing people is what he's saying yep, to you. Exactly. Yeah. You are killing people. He means that. And um, you, you notice, as we mentioned, they never talk about the numbers killing people as in who and how many. Uh, they like to hype the Delta variant cases going up. And they have, as you can see on the very tail end of the chart here, just marginally. Um, but they never put those numbers in context. They like to say Delta variant cases are on the rise 60%. Yeah, well, when you have 100 cases and you increase 60, that would be a 60% increase. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we're at anything close to pandemic highs or even pandemic averages. And that's if you buy the data that have been presented to us throughout the last year and a half. But, but it doesn't matter because they will uh, next. They'll, they could initiate a variant of COVID that actually kills a whole bunch of people, in which case they're going to be like, well, look at these numbers for the actual deaths. I don't believe anybody is really dying of this, at least in mass. And if they are, I uh, don't care. I'm still not going to give up any of my rights for this. You don't even have to reject the data to see that people are not dying from this on mass. Uh, the latest seven day average is about 250. Oh, my Can God. We- who gives a shit? Right. So it's like no that, one. That's 90 percent down from January's highs, uh, 70% down from this time last year. As far as the caseload, um, the current caseload of 30,000 or so daily average is 88% down from the high in January, 57% down from this time last year. And and it, you notice he says, it's not just you who's killing people. The only pandemic is among the unvaccinated. That's just <laughs> flat out true, uh, untrue. It's not, it's not true. Yeah. We just saw with the Texas Democrats They have multiple cases in their group where they're all fully vaccinated. Um, I don't have the article in front of me. I forgot to grab it here. But the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters just virtue signaled about holding concerts only for the vaccinated. And guess what? They now have to cancel some upcoming events. Why? Because undisclosed members of their band or crew have coronavirus. And you (laughs) know that they're all vaccinated. We just saw last week. According to NIH data, remember, this was um, the Ian Smith PolitiFact fact check. In that fact check, they acknowledged, according to NIH data in the UK, that there hundred, it was something like 120 Delta variant deaths. The majority were fully vaccinated. So it's not it's not as simple as to say the the only pandemic is among the unvaccinated. No, I mean, I'm not even denying that data tend to show that the vaccine reduces transmission and reduces severity of the virus. I'll grant you that, but it's not as simple as it makes you immune. It, it doesn't. We see tons of examples contrary. So this idea that if you, if you vaccinated, then you're not part of the pandemic anymore. Well, that's just not true. It's, it's not, it's not true in terms of um, plenty of stories that we can cite. Now, Facebook um, has actually responded to uh, at least at least kind of off the record on the record Facebook responded to Biden and said hey um we uh, billions of people have had their shots because of information found on Facebook but privately a Facebook official speaking to an NBC reporter 
Um, this NBC reporter says, in private exchanges, the Surgeon General has praised our work. This is from the Facebook official. Including our efforts to inform people about COVID-19, they knew what they were doing. The White House is looking for scapegoats for missing their vaccine goals. Now, if that's all they're trying to do is trying to blame someone for not reaching the number that they wanted, that's like a best possible scenario. Yeah. I think this is actually way more nefarious. I think that they're actually trying to gain and normalize information control for a wide variety of purposes, not just for coronavirus. If they can tell you, if they can tell Facebook and other um, internet gatekeepers to censor certain viewpoints on coronavirus, what's to stop them from doing it on any topic under the sun? And um, yeah, if, mis if misinformation needs to be banned from, uh, from social media, Jen Psaki herself needs to be banned across all platforms, as far as I'm concerned, and according to her own standard. Listen to this flub of hers from Wednesday. Listen closely. Hence, we are quite focused on communicating directly with those people. Hence, our special guest today uh, about why it's important to get vaccinated, why these vaccines are safe, why uh, they can still kill you, even if you are under the age of 27. We need to be clear and direct about our messaging. Whoops. <laughs> clear and direct about the messaging from the what lady. What did she even mean to say? I think she meant to say that the virus can still kill you. Even, even if you're, you're under the age, I think, well, then she says, if you're under the age of 27, I think what she means to say is even if you're young, the virus can kill you. Oh, that was a pretty bad, but gaff. it's, and I checked, it's not edited. Here is the transcript. And again, Susan, these are Jen Psaki's words. Okay. I'm just delivering them. She says, uh, that's why it's important to get vaccinated. Why the vaccines are safe, why they can still, uh, K word you Susan, why they can still K word you. <laughs> And um, of course, all this actual misinformation and actual fear mongering will perpetuate the nonsense. We went from two weeks to slow the spread, um, of course, so that hospitals won't get overwhelmed now to you will wear a face diaper forever so that no person ever, ever catches a single germ again. L.A. County, as of midnight last night, L.A. County is now requiring masks in all indoor locations once again, vaccinated or otherwise. Remember, it was Hey, guys, get the vaccine so life can go back to normal. Now, it's just kidding. We redefined normal and it's never going back. <laughs> this is why you never give them an inch from the start. Oh, would you, oh, don't be selfish, bro. It's just a piece of cloth in your face. It was always the principle behind it. Of course, it's not that hard to put a piece of cloth over my face. Yeah. Question is, should we submit to these sorts of silly, arbitrary whims? <laughs> because once they got you doing this... Uh, <laughs> Again, it's just redefining what you consider to be normal. Same thing with the Facebook censorship. Once that is a normal routine part of everyday life, you don't think about it critically anymore. You just accept it as the natural state of things when it isn't. We're being conditioned every single day. Of course. And um, whenever I see the most enraging site that I reference frequently, which is parents with toddlers masked, um, you know that's because they're part of the Church of Fauci, despite their uh, idol being wrong on nearly all of his uh, prophecies. But Fauci reiterated this week, three-year-olds need to remain masked in public. The children who are not able to get vaccinated because of their age should follow, their parents should follow with them, the guidelines of the CDC. That unvaccinated children of a certain age, greater than two years old, should be wearing masks. No doubt about that. That's the way to protect them from getting infected, because if they do, they can then spread the infection 
to someone else. Who cares at this point? Oh, my God. We have natural immune systems for a reason. And I have a a one-year-old, and in a year, there's no freaking way you're telling me that I could get her to keep a mask on. No, of course not. And, And as though kids haven't been germ factories for all of history. Yeah. If the new standard is kids aren't allowed to transmit a germ to anyone else ever, uh, guess what? You have a recipe for child abuse. Congratulations. Yes. And that's what we're doing. I think I told everybody that story at Target, but that little kid was like, don't touch me. You're not vaccinated to like another little girl. <sighs> Great. What we're doing to children is criminal. And we're going we're the kids right now are going to be so weird by virtue of us just having normal upbringings of our ch- for our children. They're going to be like superheroes. Yeah, I I don't look forward to seeing the social development or condition of these kids in 20 to 30 years time. Um, This on top of how we've completely screwed up gender roles, uh, the the ability of these kids to interact socially and and have a proper understanding of natural interaction between human beings. It's it's totally destroyed. So gender roles are so messed up now. Can you imagine if you had. Uh, developed hypochondriasis as a child and you're coming into your your sexuality and you're and you're like a guy and you're trying to get chicks to hook up with you can, can you i mean you wouldn't even be able to do that like you would not even have the drive to date or to have sex it just wouldn't exist imagine how messed up people are going to be if that drive just ceases to exist because they're germaphobes i don't know or maybe when you get your vaccine all that goes out the window remember once you get the shot you can bang a guy named scott or whatever the lyrics were it's the key to everything terrible uh last uh coronavirus clip i have is um just more commentary on the severing of families uh as it relates to the vaccine and people's loyalties to the vaccine over families on cbs this week uh, or rather on cbs this week this week is on abc cbs has cbs this morning right be precise gail king anyway she hosts the show and she is already i guess pre-banning her unvaccinated relatives from thanksgiving dinner we really need to get more people vaccinated because that's the solution yeah this virus will in fact be protected against by the vaccine dr fauci i don't know how many more times you can say to people listen it will save your life I have this problem with some members of my own family, which I'm now going to ban for Thanksgiving vacation. That's how strongly I'm taking what you're saying. Oh, no. Gail's family <laughs> can't go to her, vac- her, her Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, not getting the vaccine and not going to Gail's house sounds like a win-win if I was yeah, in the really. family. But uh, that's for them to decide, I suppose. But it, seriously speaking, we talk about this frequently, but the fact that people are placing their loyalty to Fauci over their loyalty to their own families is damning commentary on -hmm. the state of our, uh, our society that that's also going to be screwed up loyalty to state loyalty to state over family. And this, this is how the, you know, a a multitude of government entities were uh, able to take control. They turn people's families on them. Yeah. Um, I did see in my undisclosed location when I was on a walk yesterday, I saw somebody with a sign in their front yard that said, in Fauci, we trust. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can believe it. it I, how long until they start making graphic mock-ups of him crucified? I, we're, we're not I know, far away seriously. From he is being ordained. It's, it's incredible to me. I really mm-hmm. thought they were going to throw him under the bus. I'm quite, quite surprised. And how this has turned. Well, out. it's that email thing really uh, didn't uh, didn't produce any sort of big Fauci. No uh, turnaround or anything like that. Yeah, they, they're still over so fast. Yeah. 
All right, that's where we stand on uh, the social media censorship and coronavirus. We got to talk a little bit of of Cuba, but mostly South Africa. There's a lot of unrest going on. Cuba is harder to understand, at least based on what I've looked at and read, because they're just turning off a lot of the Internet. It was funny this week to see the AP. Um, I don't have the tweet handy, but the AP had tweeted out something to the effect of Cuba has uh, effectively turned off the Internet and communication for its citizens, a hallmark of uh, of authoritarian regimes. And it was just Alex Jones kind of looking at the tweet like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, OK, so I have some mixed feelings on on this. Obviously, they're revolting against the outcome of communism. They're having medicine shortages, electricity outages, and they've been taking to the streets. We had some um, protests in Miami as well. However, the coverage that I was reading, young protesters marched on Havana, the island's capital, chanting, we want freedom and we want vaccines. They did say that? I hadn't yeah. seen that. Okay, so maybe uh, Jen isn't totally it. wrong. I had not seen the clip. Um. Yeah, I mean, freedom and vaccines and vaccines. That's very Faucian. Right. They're, they're very uh, pro-Fauci. Like vaccine yeah. equals freedom. That's the Fauci perspective. Right. Hmm. Right. So I do have some mixed feelings about this. Um, The chickens have come home to roost in this one. We'll talk about South Africa, which is way more hilarious than this. But um, we have no idea what's actually happening, how many people have been killed. The coverage that I read today said police have arrested at least a dozen protesters. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm sure they've arrested a dozen protesters. That's they're like probably Portland numbers, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure they're out there like mowing people down with with guns and stuff yeah. and tear and tear gassed some people. Um, and then they uh, Cuban authorities blocked the Internet. So during the week during the weekend. Okay. So we don't know exactly what's going on, but I'm sure it's a thousand times worse than we're being led to believe. Well, here it must be bad. The reason I know it must be kind of bad is because after a little bit of pressure this week, Jen Psaki and Joe Biden finally condemned communism after some arm twisting. Does this White House still think the protests in Cuba are happening because people are upset about a rise in COVID cases there? Or is there some thought maybe given to the possibility that they are protesting because they are sick of communism? Communism is a failed ideology, and we certainly believe that. It has failed the people of Cuba. They deserve freedom. Communism is a failed system, universally failed system. And uh, I don't see socialism as a very useful substitute, but that's another story. So I guess their tactic was going to be to blame Trump's sanctions because Joe Biden ran on on this promise to reverse uh, the, the sanctions in Cuba. But then Biden advisors have recently said that the administration was recently reviewing Cuba's policy and that no changes to the sanctions will be imminent. So they have to go in and say that this is because communism had failed. It if they were like actually going to lift the sanctions, they would be like, yo, Trump did this. It seems like there's a lot of infighting on the messaging within the White House on this, which is yeah. probably why they didn't have anything clear to say for a few days time. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like there are factions that are, if not pro-communist, um, very communist sympathetic. Yeah, uh, that would be speculation. But I just don't care about Cubans. I, I don't care about any of this. I do <laughs> care about South Africa, though. I don't well, do you want to talk about that? The only thing I, the only thing else I wanted to say on this Cuba stuff and the commentary from the White House is I would just love a follow up of could you elaborate a little bit more on the failed part? What is the failed part? Is it the right. um, the demand for ideological conformity and submission? Is it the the censorship? Is it the centrally planned economy? Uh, yeah, is it yeah. the money printing? Uh, mm -hmm. What is the failed part? Mm -hmm. And could you explain right, how right. your administration is not doing at least a light version of that? 
Yeah, exactly. And socialism is not a great replacement for communism. It's like, tell me more about that, Joe Biden. Yeah. You sack of shit. All right, um, so, let's talk uh, South Africa. This I, is... I, I have no expertise on you know South African politics and the the specifics of what's going on here. But at the same time, the scenes are so insane. There's no rational political basis for what we're watching. It's not as though this presidential imprisonment thing is what these people are thinking about when they're stealing all these TVs. Right. There's no way. Um, so when everybody on the right was talking about South Africa and white farmers and I don't know, I made a video about this in like 2016. Um, this is when Zuma was head of the African national Congress. So he maintained his position, in, I think, until 2018. And now people are saying that this former president, Zuma, was taken to prison to begin a 15-month sentence for contempt of court, which is after he refused to appear before judicial inquiry, um, investigating his corruption under his nine-year rule. So I don't actually think that this is what is is causing these riots. Uh, it might be in part uh, a contributing factor but when we were talking about this on the right in um 2016 2017 2018 lauren southern made farmlands um it was obvious that south africa was going to have a collapse because they have horrible post-apartheid income inequality which we'll talk about in a second that that actually is true um but a lot of it has to do with ending apartheid. And there's so much hatred for white people who are the majority of the efficient farmers that there's going to be a mass starvation event because they're murdering them um, in, in, in incredible numbers. And so obviously this was going to happen. So I think that this is a uh, really hilarious. They're going to end up in Zimbabwe 2.0. They're going to be begging white farmers to come back. Uh, but this is what they get. I mean, they act like apartheid is the worst thing that's ever happened to them and they can't run their own country. Uh, as far as the scenes, uh, so many of them are just too violent to show on YouTube. And I'm talking like people opening fire on other people in the streets. Um, you basically had groups of black people against groups of white people or Indian people. You had these kind of um, ethnic groups fighting each other in the streets, uh, sometimes with with really graphic carnage, which I obviously can't show. So what I can show you is some of the lighter side some of the actually hilarious parts um, like, uh, well, I have three clips. I have a looter trying to fit a giant TV in his tiny car. I have uh, a looter getting looted by another looter. And uh, yes, um, a KFC was burned down in South Africa. Here's some of the clips. Ten minutes ago, looters started going for game store. They are looting, as you see cars on the road, they are looting, taking everything. Police are outnumbered. SANDF members are in the vicinity, but there's nothing they can do. Bongamkize will show you those visuals, but that car is blocking you over there. You won't be able to see that one properly. But it's a chaotic situation here, as we see more and more buckies arriving here. That's a 58 centimeter television screen. This gentleman... Watch the puzzle solving. Some of them are not really that desperate to survive. If a person who's driving a car can come here with his car, surely not everyone who is looting here is unemployed or is struggling to survive. Some this of the black people guy is horrible are just spatial pure reasoning. criminals because they can afford <laughs> it, to it, survive. It continues. Is really struggling. <laughs> Obviously, people are, pray, are blaming law enforcement authorities <laughs> it and might intelligence for if not you push a little harder. Sure. <laughs> we are Zabalas of Jagabab. Yin, what's a job, dude? Wempo. Yin, what's a job? Yin, 
Right, the gentleman doesn't want to say much. Look at that guy riding a bicycle. He's too tall for that. Yeah, it's for- looting little girls' bikes. Okay. For himself. And, and 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 yes, even even KFC must die. Oh wait, no. This is the this is the other. That's the next clip. This guy's carrying a TV. And watch as another looter takes the TV that he presumably already stole. And yes, KFC must die. Right now, KFC is on fire. They are busy trying to get into Boxer Liquor. And uh, I'm out of here. I'm out. I was brave enough to come this far. Oh my God. Uh, Meanwhile, Oh, the government God. is saying, uh, hey, uh, citizens, don't try taking justice into your own hands. You have the story on that. <laughs> I, I uh, oh, yeah. I've, For some reason, it's, <laughs> I, I thought you were playing a clip. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, this is just so shocking to me, like not because I'm surprised, but because the the, the idiocy of, of what's going on. It's it's incredible to me, like that clip of, of these people just taking. But what do you expect is going to happen when you're looting? It's totally lawless. Yeah. Um, thousands of soldiers deployed to help police on the street. Okay, but the police are clearly um, also looting and stuff. So I don't know. Nobody knows who who is running the law around here. And even and then, the ones who are trying, like, what do you do on that scale, man? Yeah what, yeah. what do you even do? Who do you go after? And so business owners obviously want to defend themselves. But the police minister called on ordinary people to work with the soldiers um, to work with the police to work with the police station. And then he added, we're fine with that. But the problem starts when they go for the parallel structures, they go themselves and shoot the people and all that. Well, it's mob justice, vigilantism when people take the law into their own hands. What other option do they have? That is definitionally. Well, I suppose if you join a group and you're part of a posse roaming around, maybe it's mob justice. But if you're a business owner defending your property, that's not mob justice. That's individual justice. The mob justice is you getting looted. Because you're right white or whatever. This yeah, is so that's mob justice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Washington Post um, said that this is all about inequality. And in many ways, yeah. I do agree with this. Um, so I want to read a few a few quotes from this piece. Millions of black South Africans living under conditions of poverty do not have a stake in Nelson Mandela's nominally free South Africa. They have no reason about uh, wake, uh, no reason to be excited about waking up tomorrow. They have dim prospects of self-actualization. Lol, of self-actualization. That's never going to happen anyway. Um, they do not stand to lose reputations or careers if they're found guilty of public violence and thefts because you can only lose that which you have. Ugh. They lack hope and confidence uh, because the political investment in the ANC since 1994 has not delivered on its much-touted political slogan of a better life for all. And that was when a Apartheid ended. Apartheid ended in 1994. And they're talking about how since apartheid ended, they have no hope. They have no prospects. Uh, They're not self-actualized. It's like if you guys want to talk about how apartheid is so fucking bad all the time, then why wasn't your country able to pull itself up by its bootstraps? This is way worse than post-apartheid violence. Well, what's and what's the common thread in all of these things? We don't have any of these things. Someone else must give them to us. Yeah, that's what is being said here. And indeed, you scroll down to the last paragraph of the um, of the story from this opinion author at The Washington Post. Finger wagging in the direction of the looters will not solve the problem. The solution will be found in answering two questions not being posed at present. What will South Africans do to eliminate all forms of inequality? Again, 
Someone else needs to do something for me or give something to me. And how long will South African voters continue to reward an ANC government that is not responsive to their needs? Now, that part I agree with, but for different reasons that reasons, I presume right. this author That's how I felt about this. Yeah, yeah. This, is, yeah. this is just black nonsense. And they also said, um, yet the dominant narrative focusing on rampant crime is an oversight. More than 74% of youths under the age 20, under age 25 are jobless. 43.2% of the entire population of potential workers do not have a job. How half of South Africans are chronically poor and most neglected of all the levels of asset and income inequality in this country, make this country one of the most economically unjust societies on earth with a thin group of wealthy folks at the top a precarious middle class and a large poor assetless base so i did some research because i wanted to see um is this has it always been this way you know it's it's always had some income inequality issues but was it better under apartheid and alas yes it was there was less income inequality um under apartheid and the, i always read wikipedia even though i know it's incredibly biased but i just want to see what they have to say this comes from wikipedia i couldn't believe mm. i was reading this um South Africa, this is a direct, uh, South Africa is the most economically unequal country in the world, according to the World Bank. The difference between wealthy and poor in South Africa has been increasing steadily since the end of apartheid in 1994. And then they, of course, they have to add, and this inequality is closely linked to racial division in society. Is it because the white people were barely holding the country together? And now that black people and they're in charge, they're like, what do we do? Idiots. And whatever's going on here, this claim that, oh, they have nothing, they, they they have, you can't, they have nothing to lose, they have nothing in their possessions, they have, they have nothing at all. Well, if that's true, why are you looting a 58-inch TV into your yeah. car? I mean, yeah. I don't agree with stealing bread for your family if you're starving. I think there are more moral ways to handle that, but you could understand why someone would do that. Clearly, you're not you don't steal a 58 inch TV to feed your starving, starving family. Yeah. That's not what's yeah. going on. So throw that argument out the window. And I, I, as I mentioned, I don't have a deep familiarity with what South African policy is on a lot of this stuff. But I know um, just just through stuff I've read before that they have pretty aggressive affirmative action policies, pretty aggressive, progressive racial policies. So I was reading it. <laughs> What are the policies they have in place that still somehow produce this vast racial inequality? So after apartheid, um, and it, you'll be shocked to learn that in many instances, uh, the black population receives preferential treatment. It's not a case of discrimination. Oh, it's in fact surprised. preferential treatment. So after apartheid, the South African government installed what's called the Black Economic Empowerment Program which tracks racial makeup in businesses and the training that's offered to black or non-white workers and awards points for more black or non-white integration. And the more points that a business has, according to the government, the more likely a business will get government contracts, which, of course, can be pretty lucrative. Now, in addition, some other factors, the South African police um, operates on a racial quota system for hiring and promotion. Uh, to the advantage of black South Africans. Uh, in addition, um, first-year university students in South Africa are registered on a racial quota basis, meaning black students get in easier with lower test scores. In addition, black South African sports, including cricket, uh, in addition, uh, I should say South African sports, not black South African sports, South African sports, including cricket, football, uh, netball, and rugby, operate by a racial quota system to benefit black or non-white athletes. And I wasn't aware of the demographics, but all of this exists in a place um, where the population is 80% black and 10% white, roughly speaking. So how, 
has such a small minority done so well at oppression? I would like that to be explained. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're super oppressors in South yeah. Africa. How do they do this? I don't know. This is it's just going to be like Zimbabwe. Everybody's going to starve to death and they're going to be like, please come back, white farmers, which, of course, they shouldn't. I know Boers are really trying to stick it out there because they've been there since the 1600s and they developed this land and it's their homeland. But like, you cannot be surrounded by hostile black people that can't run their own country. There are how many Boers or how many white people in South Africa, like three and a half, four million. I don't know the number. I just know it's about 10 percent. Well. We should have a resettlement right into Detroit for all three and a half million boars. It'd be Just so open awesome. up the door at the old compound. Blonde is very welcoming <laughs> in this case. Well, seriously, we've yeah. got to take like a gajillion Hondurans, but we can't take 3.5 million self-sufficient boars. It's fucking retarded. Well, I was reading about that, too. Even the South African government. I don't know that much about the murders that are happening in in, in um, farms. I, I was reading a little bit about it. The South African government, of course, denies any ethnic motivation in those murders it's all like it's workplace violence like barack obama called. that's all yeah. it is that's it's just workplace violence um but uh but yeah so that that's where south africa stands and again take take what i have with a little bit of a grain of salt this is not my area of expertise i'm just watching the clips being like well this seems like the logical extension of a lot of the policies we're pursuing in this country so hey take that as a warning and um also don't give up your guns because yeah. uh if we ended up in a situation like that where you have an entire city's worth of people ransacking a mall of anything of value inside of it. You, you have police, some of whom are looting themselves. The rest are just outnumbered because they can't control this chaos. The last thing you want to be is unarmed and at the mercy of a mob like that. That's uh, that's pure hell. Yeah. Why? Why don't they get out? Russia said they would take them, didn't they? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It that would much. really suck to move from a warm place to Russia. That would be rough. Well, um, I I would move just about anywhere for the dream of being left alone at this point in life. So if, if it's achievable in this life yeah, or in really. this world. I suppose um, living to Russia is um, superior to being skinned alive by an angry black mob. So, <laughs> Well, I would say any mob, but, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Matt's equality. It's, it's, it's a quality show. I'll cock on that one. Um <laughs> Okay, we are we're due for a break. Uh, next up, we'll talk the Black Rifle New York Times piece, and um, we'll get to the interview with the uh, the listener who had the male appearing genitalia experience at Wee Spa. But let's take a break before we do that. Okay, let me reload this. Do you have anything over there while I'm loading? I can refresh and I can open up the uh, treasure chest for our friends over on D Live, which I'll do right now. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. Okay, wow, goes. we got a, we got a lot it over should. here. Okay, Holden Mulray. Truth is elegant, not cluttered with mysticism or sophistry. It stands to honest reason. Jesus said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Love you guys. We love you too, Holden. There's wisdom in that. Um, Daniel Kunkel, my 23-year-old AC blew out, and it'll take over a week to get a new one. The upcoming shortages is more than just food and toilet paper. Mm. It's big household items, too. My yeah. advised repair, replace what you can now. Yes. That's smart. It's, it's new furnace time. Um, just building Randy. materials generally are, oh, yeah. are insane. Yeah. Even if you're trying to build something new, good luck. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brandy, uh, shout out to our son, Ted. Today is his 16th birthday, and his one wish for the day was that we watch your stream together as a family like we do every <laughs> week. Thank you for always proving that thoughtful discussion for our family. That is so touching. 
What a smart 16-year-old. I, well, um, do I disavow the parenting? No, I don't. Thank you for no, tuning in. what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, your kid gets exposed to a lot of stuff anyway. All we're, yeah. we're just saying some cuss words and yeah. there are some sexual, you know, super chats every once in a while. Yeah. Ted knows what's up. JK parents, JK Brandy. Ted doesn't know what's up. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. And all the best to your family. Fire beaver. That makes me feel dirty just saying it. Um, You sent a bunch of super chats. I think that some of them were accidental. Fire beaver. So um, feel free to email us and we will send your money back. Uh, But fire beaver said, wife and I just had our third baby named her Rebecca, partly in honor of you blonde. Wow. Whoa. Also, my great grandmother's name. <laughs> okay, but still partly. Still, I mean, that's pretty good. I'll take it. I, I don't think that that's ever happened in the history we love of the you. show. I You're don't think special. so. Yeah, that's so touching. It is a beautiful name. Don't let her go by Becky. Uh, congrats on imminent fatherhood, Matt. You'll be a natural. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, and congratulations. And that's very touching. I really appreciate Thank you. That. Appreciate it. Wow, Travis Valle. Um, I had an employee come out as trans recently. That's nothing. Male to female. I wanted to be supportive and do everything I could to make sure she felt like a woman in the workplace. So I lowered her pay by 20%. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You guys are great. Naming your kids after me, making I wonder good what jokes. The, I wonder what the trans wage gap actually is. Someone has to have put that out by now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I have, I had a trans waiter one time and like laziest waiter i've ever had in my life <laughs> i was so pissed off um rami m um it's a little dancing bird thank you mostly peaceful gun owner cleaning my most recent ar build after a productive day at the range while i listen love you guys and thank you for the sandy safe space thank you mostly Excellent. peaceful gun owner congratulations i haven't put anything together for a little while but i did buy one of the joe biden honorary f-15 nuke lowers it's got like the plane dropping the bombs like joe biden honoring <laughs> joe biden's commentary so when that yeah, arrives yeah. eventually very good um, yeah i'll have to think what i want the joe biden commemorative rifle to mm. be yeah uh thunderstorm i hear talk of secession only way it would work is county to county so rural areas don't become slaves to communist quotas thunderstorm you need to listen to the quash by legal man on Hmm. apple apple tunes (laughs) one of those things i think it's apple podcast now i think is what they're going with yeah I feel like that's a branding issue on that on their end and not my my boomer tech showing um, Inari the Kitsune is Galaxy Quest in the movie list or has Matt seen it in other news the Woodstock for my Remington um, 700 I've been working on for two ish months is starting to look more like a stock and less oh, like cool. a piece of wood that's cool so you make your own you're like uh, carving your own I assume or something like that I, I, I guess that's I haven't heard of someone like. doing that yeah. but that's pretty cool um, if um, you're able to. Galaxy Quest is not on the movie list. Now, I love the movie Galaxy Quest, but Matt has no Star Trek history. That's true. And he doesn't know anything about Trekkie, Trekker culture. And so I don't think that, I think he would be like, what? It's, it's basically a spoof, um, a, a movie about, about Trekkies. If it requires Star Trek knowledge, I, I yeah, I can't. It doesn't really, but it requires a like a basic understanding of the type of person that like went to Star Trek conventions, which I've been to several. Um, <laughs> are they still doing them, or are the Trekkies afraid of coronavirus? I don't know. My the last one I went to was in twenty seventeen. So that recently, like during the show, you've been to one. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. I love 
Star Trek. I was aware of that. I just didn't know how deep this was. I've met Marina Sirtis twice. Which one is she? She's Deanna Troy. She's a pretty useless character. So. Oh. Um, Fanon. Let's just do a few more. Uh, love your stuff. Been listening to you for years. Also, Black Rifle can enjoy their backpats from the left right up until they stick the knife in there. Instead, never bend the knee. We'll talk about them. This is so disappointing. I even though, it. yeah, yeah, I'm what really a bunch shocked. of what a bunch of bitches. Um, last one for right now is Laurel for Doc. A violation of ah crap. Oh, there we go. Of the Administrative Procedures Act has been a legal argument against DACA in litigation for the past eight plus years, including. Okay during Obama administration. So I guess this is actually a meaningful. Maybe there's some substance there that I don't know. And I would trust Laurel because I know Laurel is um, she's an attorney in the immigration field. So she would know more about this than right. uh, than we right. would. Um, you know, I have like a, a pedestrian understanding of it. So maybe there's some more meat to it than I understand. Um, but thank you for the uh, thank you for the insight, Laurel. Let's, and all let's the best. I know back. you've done, gone through some uh, interesting life changes mm. lately. So all the best with that. Uh, okay, let me uh, catch up with a few on uh, some of the other platforms. We'll get back into the news. Let's see here. Um, wow, I got to scroll. Always got to navigate the impossible tippy stream system. Charles Use says, um, uh, ah, South Africa, another nation run by. <laughs> <laughs> another nation run by. Hmm. Reputable, excellent leadership. Upstanding that, black that has men. turned into a shithole war zone. Uh, truly shocking. Think it can't happen in the U.S. Look at the uh, changing demographics of our government and think again. Well, uh, thank you, Charles. Uh, Phil, that's Charles into Phil. <laughs> They're really testing me tonight. Um, Phil says the Black Rifle coffee debacle is another reminder that every single time. <laughs> Christ. Come on. How come you get all the, the sassy ones on Tippy Street? Because that's. Um, it's a reminder. Every single people that time that black Phil people are says, in charge. Phil says it's a reminder that um, you should evaluate every single individual uh, on that uh, on the basis of that individual's actions and character and nothing more. Phil wants to be very clear about what he's saying. It's a fact of life, he says. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Can I read this? Jesus yeah. Christ. <clears throat> Merchants going to merchant just like joggers going to jog. Can I say that? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, we'll find out. The olden one. Uh, I do this for a living. What the hell's wrong with my life? <laughs> the olden one says blonde. I get uh, um, upholding European Americans considering today's day and age, but uh, why worship a Middle Eastern God rather than returning to true European tradition? Odin. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce these. Cernunos, uh, uh, Wotan, Jupiter, uh, for example. Keep up your great commentary, you two. I mean, because uh, I believe that Catholicism is the one true religion. I don't know what to tell you here, but I, I can't revert to paganism. It's not, it's not what I believe. Hmm. But I am open to arguments against Christianity. Sure. Uh, Phil says, I had a good laugh earlier this week when AOC and one of MLK's descendants both uh, pointed out that we would have absolutely been on board 
Uh, oh, that, that MLK would have absolutely been on board with CRT. Race blind, civic uh, nationalists and conservatives, BTFO'd again, uh, stop worshiping. <laughs> I, I gave you as much as I could already, Phil. You're really giving, putting me in a tough spot here. Um, uh, <laughs> Phil says that everyone's going to get along, although he does think that... Um, Team loyalty is important. Phil's a Phil's a big believer in being a team player. That's what he's saying. Okay, I'm going to actually circle back circle on these. Back. I'm going to mark where um, I left off. I'll have to just circle back we're with you. A little bit behind here. Thanks for your patience on Tippy Stream. Over on Trovo, uh, Chubby Stubby says Black Rifle Coffee tastes like crap. Only thing they had going for them was being veteran owned and supporting the non uh, veteran owned and supporting a non cocked. They've now gone woke and therefore will end up broke. Dumbasses. Um, we can make all the jokes that we want, but in all honesty, that press conference was some seriously scary shit. It was a chubby stubby still. Um, if you're not worried even a little bit, then you're fooling yourself. I agree. And we'll get to black rifle in just a moment here. C2K says in the last two weeks, 15 people I know have come down with the Indian Delta. Oh, is the Indian variant and the Delta variant the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Over here in the, the UK, um, to every one of them, I've said, it's almost like there was no fucking point getting the jab. Was there? Right before I've pointed out that I've had no jab and haven't had the coof. Well, that's misinformation that Jen Psaki's going to take down. Chubby Stubby says Los Angeles County mask mandate is Newsom trying to get mail-in voting approved for upcoming recall vote. That could be. I hadn't thought of that. And he managed to get um, the the, the recall vote. He managed to get pushed until September. The L.A. Sheriff Villa. What's his name? Villanueva. Sorry, I'm a bit drunk. He uh, he says um, (laughs) has some has come out publicly saying he will not enforce the mandate. It's anti-science. I saw that, but the sheriff's department doesn't do the enforcement. They send those health department goons out. All the clips that came out of LA that went viral earlier in the year and last year, they were health department goons, not sheriff's deputies. So we'll see. Um, Chubby Stubby says, really can't tell if that footage is actually from uh, South Africa or just Chicago. (laughs) Or Minneapolis. Got me. I didn't vet it. Um, C2K says I'm with Ted uh, and his uh, 16 year old. My baby is 13 and watching the Sunday show together on a Monday night is a dad daughter time. We both enjoy at this oh point gosh. exposing your kid to this show is peak good parenting in co- uh, to counteract the commie influence everywhere else. Well, I suppose yeah. it's all relative. If I compare it to say uh, monkey rainbow monkey, butt dildo man, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, it's probably better than that. Uh, and over, uh, let's see, over on DLive, we got Silasa for supporting the show. Appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, Jenny TX and Boomstick uh, gifting subscriptions as well. Thank you, guys. Okay, let's get back into the news. We'll keep it moving because I got a lot that I want to talk about. Um, and, of course, we got to do our, uh, we got to get to our interview with our oh, listener yeah. who uh, had the Wii Spa experience as well. We'll do that after this. But I do got to, I do want to talk about this, uh, this Black Rifle debacle. Um, recall back in November when Kyle Rittenhouse was released from jail on $2 million bail, he and his legal team posted a photo on Twitter in which he was wearing a black rifle coffee company t-shirt and Rittenhouse was of course just wearing a shirt. He wasn't sponsored by black rifle coffee, but then Elijah Schaefer uh, at the blaze who does in fact have a black rifle coffee company endorsement deal tweeted uh, Kyle Rittenhouse drinks the best coffee in America at Black Rifle uh, Coffee. Dude, you um, better with, drop that sponsorship. I, I, well, I'll be interested to see because so many shows I enjoy 
uh, have Black Rifle sponsorships. And full disclosure, I, I, we've never had a promotional deal with them. I've enjoyed their product before. I used to be a, sub, a subscriber to their coffee thing, but it, I didn't stop because of this. I had stopped a little bit prior. Um, don't bitch out, Elijah. I just You're wonder right. what's going to happen. Of course, he's at the blaze, so I don't know if he has a say in the matter or not. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be totally unfair. Is that Glenn Beck? It's Glenn Beck's operation, yeah. Yeah, um, they're, they're not going to drop him as a sponsor. Make so a call. He, he tweeted that out with the photo, and then Black Rifle Coffee was kind of thrust into this controversy because the left viewed Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist murderer, and then at the time, Black Rifle Coffee... Um, just put out a generic statement uh, that said, we do not uh, we, we do not support legal advocacy efforts. We do not sponsor, nor do we have a relationship with the 17-year-old facing charges in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, that pissed off. Do you have something he to say? dropped it. So did Crowder. Oh, they, Steven Crowder dropped them too over this. Yes. According wow. to the live chat, we did not vet this at all. I'm literally just leaving. No, I haven't we looked didn't. into who dropped them, but I'm... I'm um, uh, oh, Elijah. Uh, yeah, good for them for standing on yeah. principle. If, if this guess was, who didn't? Uh, I, one guess. <laughs> use promo code BEN, gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, I We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I, for standing on principle, I got to give credit to um, those guys. And we'll see if Black Rifle, we'll see what their response is. Because um, they didn't care last time around when they lost sales as a result of this, which I defended them on those lost sales. I can't do it in this case, but that's, this is how this all started. So black rifle issues, this generic statement saying we don't have a relationship with Kyle Rittenhouse. And that pissed off some people on the right because they, those critics thought that a, a overtly second amendment pro two a company should be standing up more for what was pretty clearly a self-defense two a situation. Why do we have the two a, in case you're attacked, you can defend yourself, which is what exactly. Kyle Rittenhouse observably did. So I understand that criticism to me, black rifle coffee in that scenario didn't really choose to be thrust into this situation. And I understand why they would just say, listen, we're not trying to be involved. All right. We're, we're not picking sides. We're just, we're just making coffee and we're living our lives. I understand why people would be disappointed in that. I also thought that it was a little unfair to throw them under the bus at the time. That was my mm-hmm. perspective at the time. Um, so, uh, and flash forward. And now I have to admit that I was wrong. Like, now I have to say that it was probably a mistake to be too generous to them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this piece comes out in the New York Times on Thursday. It's very lengthy, um, but it's called Can the Black Rifle Coffee Company Become the Starbucks of the Right? And in this piece, Black Rifle Coffee corporate leadership explains their struggles of trying to distance themselves from not just who the New York Times views as far right extremists, but who they view explicitly Mm -hmm. as far right extremists. This is not just a hit piece by the New York Times. Um, This is the Black Rifle guys cozying up with the New York Times for an all you can disavow buffet. That's what this is. And. And the, the, the New York Times does go after them because not only did Kyle Rittenhouse wear a Black Rifle t-shirt, but some guy with zip ties at the Capitol riot wore a Black Rifle hat. And Eddie <laughs> oh Gallagher, God, who, cares? who was the Navy SEAL who, I guess, stabbed an ISIS. This was the story back 2018, I think. Stabbed an ISIS, a t- a ISIS teenager in U.S. custody to death and was court-martialed. He's also accused of killing civilians in his, um, I, I believe it was in Iraq. Deployment. I can't remember if it was Iraq or Afghanistan. Iraq in 20, 
2017 is when those events happened. So bad people, according to the New York Times, mind you, bad people once wore black rifle clothing. What's up with that? Now, never mind that Nike and Adidas and every other brand under the sun can be seen at every Black Lives Matter riot everywhere. We don't apply the same logic. Um, black, the Black Rifle Coffee guys are now getting together in this piece with the New York Times. Um, as the Times put it, puts it, quote, to get introspective about what their company might have done to lead people to the far right because uh, people they people black rifle coffee personally reviles to identify with the black rifle brand so what's so wrong with what they say in this piece well i i see three things maybe you see more but in addition to just not sticking up for themselves against these absurd allegations that if a bad guy wears your shirt you're a bad guy in this case at least several of these people are de- debatably bad guys. Kyle Rittenhouse is not a bad guy at all. I don't think, but yeah, in no. addition to just that um, black rifle admits that this is all just an unprincipled grift, or at least that they're being strategic and trying to capture a certain market rather than sticking up for principles they actually believe in. And they toss their customers and the views of those customers under the bus and as I mentioned, they cozy up with the New York Times to to get good press to sanitize their brand. So as far as admitting that this is all a grift, here's a quote from the piece. This was the dilemma in which Black Rifle now found itself. And again, these are quotes from the Black Rifle guys, not New York Times characterization. Quote, how do you build a cool kind of irreverent pro Second Amendment pro America brand in the MAGA era? The CEO wondered aloud without doubling down on the MAGA movement and not being called a a rhino by the MAGA guys. So he's sitting there thinking that, um, what do I believe in? What are the principles for which I stand? He's thinking, how can I capture this particular coffee market? And there's nothing wrong with making a buck. I don't have a problem with that. But uh, it, it, it's, what he's telling you is the presentation that I give you of this pro-America, pro-2A thing, that's yeah. secondary to me just trying to capture that interest of yours. Yep, yep. It's just a thirst for dollars. They toss, they, they, I shouldn't say they toss everyone under the bus, but they they toss uh, a caricature of you under the bus, um, and specifically Kyle Rittenhouse himself. the The last, uh, the end of the piece is just outrageous. So so listen to this. Uh, quote: This is again um, the company's vice president. You can't let sections of your customers hijack your brand and say this is who we are. It's like no, we define that. This is where they get to Kyle Rittenhouse specifically. The Rittenhouse episode may have cost the company thousands of customers, but the CEO believed it also allowed Black Rifle to draw a line in the sand. Again, this is with specific reference to Kyle Rittenhouse. Quote, it's such a repugnant, a repugnant group of people, the CEO said. It's like the worst of American society. And I got to flush the toilet of some of those people that kind of hijacked portions of the brand. What, people who think that you should stick up for Kyle Rittenhouse? He, he continues, the CEO of the company, the racism shit really pisses me off. I hate racist, proud boyish people. Like, I will pay them to leave my customer base. I would gladly chop all of those people out of my customer database and pay them to get out. There are expletives in there that I've omitted. You're not going to have to pay people, dude. What are you talking about? They're going to leave voluntarily en masse. Are you nuts? Yeah, that's so stupid. I mean, they they act like they're going to pick up leftists 
but they're never going to do that because le- leftists are revolted by the two-way thing. So it doesn't really matter if they virtue signal the leftists. They're just going to destroy their existing customer bank ba- base. They're going to be out of business in like two years. I could not believe this, man. Fuck it's these like, guys. And again, it's, it's maybe, maybe they'll come out. I, I haven't seen them respond to this. Maybe they didn't mean that people who support Kyle Rittenhouse um, or repug- a repugnant group of racist people. That's the way this piece reads. Maybe that was mischaracterized. They have not said that that's the case. Indeed, all they've done is just retweet the new york times piece without commentary like hey guys pretty good read here really you stand by it um just just to reiterate you know retweet is a retweet retweet but it it goes together with the fact that they teamed up effectively with the new york times to sanitize their brand they willingly participated and they threw you under the bus for your perspectives because they saw dollars in in doing that not the principles that are actually on the t-shirts that they're trying to sell Yep. So, man, I I've I've really tried to defend these guys in the past. I can't I can't do it on this. This is absolutely ridiculous. And if they have any hope of getting people back, they're going to have to going to have to do one hell of a walk back and explain how they didn't mean any of that shit. They're they're never going to be able to walk this back like uh, I'm done. I'll never defend them about anything ever again. Well, it's and it's ironic. Um, my wife has actually hated their coffee forever. People seem to hate it. Yeah. And and I've I'm not a coffee snob, so really I I, I go so heavy on the creamer and stuff that it doesn't really matter to me. But I, I when I was a subscriber of their of their coffee service, uh, admittedly, a lot of it was like, well, I would like to support a company that I think has pro America values and has pro America vision and principles. That was all a ruse. We were all duped. And and. He's it might as well be Hillary Clinton running this company. You're all deplorables and I hate yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now give me your money. Ugh. My god, I was I was shocked. But when I saw this coming out on Twitter, I didn't see it till yesterday. And I and I was uh, reading it on my phone. I was like, "Well, the internet's mad at Black Rifle again." Well, shit, this is probably overblown. And then I read it nope. and I was like, "Nope, no, that's a bunch of bullshit. The 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 mob is right in this case. They're actually on it." Uh good job. So, all right. Um, that is all I have to say on Black Rifle, unless you have more to add. No, I mean, I, I'm disappointed, but not surprised. Hmm. Well, uh, count me among the dupes, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who are going to wise up and uh, save that uh, 15 bucks a month or whatever it is or send yeah. it somewhere else. Yep. Uh, S- Starbucks is licking its chops right now. Like, <laughs> oh, you stupid idiots. They're coming back yeah. to us to fund our scholarship for those guys yes. who couldn't use the bathroom. Or <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, let's talk a little bit of Weespa. I don't have a mu- a lot to say on this. I just want to bring everybody up to speed on the context for what's happened there in the last week or so. Um, of course, Weespa is the spa in Los Angeles where it is alleged that young girls were exposed to, quote, male appearing genitalia, leading to violent, combative, um, competing protests outside the, the spa in recent weeks. And it hasn't stopped. I thought it had cooled off, but it didn't over the weekend. There were dozens of arrests and weapons were found scattered throughout uh, We Spa's Koreatown neighborhood in Los Angeles. And when we when we discussed We Spa last week, we mentioned that um, the claims or some on the Internet are claiming that the entire incident at the heart of this controversy is fake, that no trans person ever exposed this so-called male appearing genitalia to uh to any of these women or any young girls and that it was all a stunt to create controversy. Well, one listener who lives in LA emailed me to say that she doesn't believe that it was a hoax mostly 
because she says the exact same thing happened to her and her six-year-old daughter last year at Wee Spa. So listener Anita is remaining anonymous to protect herself from the mob. Um, but I believe this person to be credible. And I guess we haven't talked about it much, but her story seemed believable yeah, to me. Yeah, she checks out. Yep. So um, she listens. She's listened to the show for a long time and she's emailed me way back. And and so, you know, I know she's not trying to just get in on the show to spread some fake story or something. And what she told us lines up with what she told um, the Daily Mail as well. So yeah. we're going to hear what uh, Anita has to say. And we will uh, we'll catch you on the other side. It's a short interview, only about 12 minutes, just what her experience was and why she believes the hoax thing is a bunch of BS. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side. See you soon. And welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening. That's Anita. Uh, Anita is a listener who lives in the Los Angeles area. And she had her own similar experience with uh, exposure to transgender male genitalia at uh, Wee Spa. Much like uh, what is alleged to have happened in the current viral story that we discussed last week. Uh, male Anita, appearing genitalia. Correct. I want to be fair. Uh, Anita, thanks for making time for us. And, um, can we start with what exactly you experienced at We Spa in, this was January of 2020, right? Yeah. Hi. Um, okay. So born and raised in LA there's, um, and I, I talked about this before. There's actually a parenting magazine that I learned about We Spa in. I've gotten a lot of criticism about, oh, why would you take your daughter to like a nude spa? I'm like, no, it's not, it was, no, it's not a nude spa. So there's a there's a parenting magazine that I read about the spa in the LA Parent, and it was um, um, also I think awarded like best family spa 2000 and something. Huh. So yeah, so I, I you know read about it, and I had been wanting to take my daughter there. So in January of 2020, I just thought it would be cute to take my daughter on a mommy daughter kind of spa day. And, um, so we went and, you know, you just, you just show up and I think it's like, it's not that expensive. It's like 25, $35, like per adult or something like that. And, uh, you check in and you go downstairs into the, um, to the changing rooms and locker rooms. Um, and this is in the, this is in Koreatown. So it's super, super Korean. And, uh, we walked into the locker rooms and I realized that everybody was super naked and I didn't know that in advance. I didn't know that before going. It wasn't advertised in the parenting magazine. And I didn't like, you know, it's not like the first thing you see on their on their web page or anything. So I, I was kind of surprised, but I also saw a lot of really old Korean ladies that were completely naked. And I saw a lot of little tiny Korean girls who were naked. And it just seemed like a cultural thing. And, you know, I had my daughter with me and, you know, we're already here. I already paid. I was like, okay. And it's LA. So you kind of, you know, you grow up with LA culture and you kind of, you know, you try to do different things and you don't judge and all that. So, you know, I guess, you know, lesson learned, but anyway, I, I just, I figured I'd go with it. 
And if I didn't act weird, my daughter wouldn't act weird. So it was fine. So we, um, we got undressed and the first thing you're supposed to do is like shower and all that. So we did that. And it's kind of a huge space. Like the female only space is really, really large. It's, um, it's got like a bunch of showers and they're all kind of open to each other. And there's like a hot tub and there's like saunas and there's like the massage in the back. And then there's like another room where you relax. So it's kind of a huge space. Like if you wanted to spend the whole time naked down there, you could, but we just, you know, we just showered and we got into the little outfits and then we went upstairs and on the uh, second floor, there's the co-ed area where everyone is clothed. Everyone has clothes on and, um, there's a bunch of saunas up there, maybe like more than five. I don't know. So we tried all the saunas. There's a little children's playroom. My daughter played in the children's playroom. We went to the restaurant. <clears throat> there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. There's like a rooftop. You go up to the rooftop. It's also co-ed. So there's a lot to do. So we just, we spent the whole day there. We did face masks and stuff, mostly clothed. And then um, she wanted to go like swimming. She was six years old. So she wanted to go, you know, quote unquote swimming. So we went down to the hot tub. We went down to the locker rooms rather. We got undressed again and you have to be naked in the hot tub. So we got in the hot tub. So we got in the hot tub and there was like a few other women in there, like three or more, I don't remember. And um, she's splashing around and she's playing. And we were there for like, I don't know, a little while, like a few minutes, five, 10 minutes, something like that. And then um, these three people came in and they sat on the edge of the hot tub. And I've described it before. It was two females with colored hair and tattoos and one person who looked like a man with a penis and a beard. And he was just kind of tall and skinny and um, kind of like longish, scraggly hair. And the three of them sat down on the edge of the hot tub. <laughs> and so, you know, like me and the other woman just started kind of eyeing each other and looking each other in the face, giving each other the like the silent, like, oh, my God, like, look. And like, I know. Oh, my God. And- so he's sitting on the edge of the hot tub and his yes. his. Um- male appearing it's genitalia just, is just hanging out dangling out yeah yeah okay. and he wasn't like one isn't trying to hide it or anything like mm-hmm. legs slightly spread kind of leaned back just a little bit legs inside the in the hot tub so the three of them had legs in the hot tub ready to jump in kind of sitting there for a few minutes um and yeah it was just completely out like just for everyone to see and as he was walking towards the hot tub also just making no effort to hide it none whatsoever and um, so all the women in the in the locker room area started to just kind of signal to each other and whisper to each other. And everybody's like, it just gets really tense in there. Everybody's like looking over. These two people don't care at all. Um, they they don't care at all. Like they I've, I've described them before as um, coming in with like an entitled kind of attitude, like with their progressive like values and their progressive politics, like and they just didn't care. So there's like old, like very wrinkly old ladies, like peeking out from behind like their shower stalls with their little the towels, like trying to look. <laughs> Everyone's like horrified, but no one wants to say, like no one says anything. And we're just like silent. We're just like in shock. Mm-hmm. And so obviously like after a minute or so, I'm like, okay, honey, time to get out. Like I was like, it took me a while to like figure out like what the fuck was just like was happening. Yeah, sure. And so like, you know, I, I like kind of block her and like this other woman kind of helps me block her and we kind of shuffle our way out of the hot tub. And so my daughter did not like see this, you know, person okay. with nail appearing, you know, penis or whatever. Um, yeah. And so, so that happened and we got dressed and then we went back up to the counter and uh, obviously <laughs> I like to complain and I'm like in tears. I'm like almost in tears, like trying to explain like what happened. And the lady knows exactly like why I'm upset <laughs> and she's yeah. 
so sorry. Yeah, you know, she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, they're a pre-op trans person. And, you know, I'm like telling her, well, my daughter was there. That's, <laughs> and she's like, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. And she like, you know, gives me two free passes or whatever. And um, someone- Yeah, because you want to go back. Yeah, no, obviously, <laughs> I, I, never. But, um, you know, when I was in the locker room, like some lady told me, like she came over to me and she said, you know, they asked this person to cover up and they refused, they refused. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like, okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that was the experience at the spa. Okay. So, well, and, and based on, on your experience, which obviously is not the same time or incident as the one that went viral, uh, last month, but, but based on your experience, you have a lot of pushback on the claims that that woman's, uh, that woman's claims were a hoax or some sort of attention getting stunt. Why do you believe her? And why do you think that obviously you believe her because your uh, your your experiences were similar, but there's you, you've expressed more than just that. Um, and what are the points of the people who say it's a hoax that that you dispute the most? Yeah, so I mean, when I first heard about this this woman, like like my my husband sent me the story, and my initial reaction was like, oh my god, that's we spot, like that can happen to me. Like I mm-hmm. so I immediately knew like that. I, I obviously I believe her because yeah, that literally happened to me. But then um, after like a week or so, I think I saw, I started seeing these trans activists posting that it was a hoax and, and that it didn't really happen. And then, so I, there was like a few points that they made that I dispute. So one of them was, um, one of them was no trans person. The spa says that no trans person made an appointment for services that day. But nobody makes an appointment. <laughs> Not to go. No, yeah. you make an appointment if you're going to get a freaking mani-pedi or something. Ah, okay. Yeah. So like when I heard that, I was like, yeah, so. But I mean, I know most people hear that and they're like, oh, that means that no one. No, that doesn't mean that. That means that that person didn't sign up to get a facial. That's what that means. Like if you mm. don't, you have to sign up if you're going to get services, like you make an appointment for a service, but I just showed up. You can just show up. You just go up to the counter and you pay your 30 bucks or whatever it costs to like get in. And you just, you can use all the saunas. You can like be naked with your penis in the locker room, I guess all day long. Like you don't need an appointment to go to the spa. Like you can just go. So that was one of the, one of their like pieces of evidence. I'm like, that's not evidence. Like, yeah, that person just didn't get their nails done. So what? Like most people don't like, that's not, no. And then the other one was, um, uh, oh, that this lady was like really religious or that she has like a religious, uh, uh, Facebook account or whatever it was and, or Twitter, I don't know. And if she was really religious, like, why would she go to like a trans friendly spot, like a known trans friendly spot? Yeah. Or, like, why would children be there to like, why would there, why would, why would there be children in a trans friendly spot? And I'm like, oh my God. So I, um, I found the 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 uh, magazine. There's like a 2018 uh, LA Parent magazine, and you can look it up online. And it's um, it's got like even on the cover, it's got like a child in like a like a little robe, and it's like the best spas in LA to go on like a mommy daughter spa thing. I'm like there, like that's the magazine I saw it, and it's a 2018 article like article, and it's got like the list of all the spas and wee spas on there, and it describes wee spa, and you know it kind of talks about like the little children's play area. So it's not it's not like a known trans spa it's like a super korean mm. spa in the middle of koreatown with right. like 90 plus percent koreans and like you know a handful of like you know hip la non-koreans that like just want to go there sure. like it's mostly korean it's mostly korean and it's been awarded it's gotten awards for like best child like 
family spa. Like mm-hmm. there's children there all the time. Like the uh, Koreans apparently take their whole family to the spa. So there's like little <sighs> everywhere. So it's just gotten infiltrated by common LA folk that, that <laughs> a large percentage of are probably trans and liberal weirdos. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say a large percentage of them are trans either. Cause when I went, there was like a small percent, like there was like less than 10% of people yeah. who were not Korean. They yeah. were like white or black or Mexican or whatever. Like they're just, they're just like, Ooh, this is a cool thing that I'm, I'm doing like a Korean thing, you know, whatever. Like we're, you know, I guess I'm part of it too. We're like appropriating Korean culture. Like, yeah. But <laughs> That's like, fine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the, I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I saw, I saw one trans person in January. Apparently this woman saw one trans person like recently. And then I think there was like a Yelp review in like 2018 or 2019 of another woman talking about seeing a trans person at this spa. So I guess I don't know. I don't know how many trans people know about it or frequent spa sure but i mean it's still i mean maybe not after this incident but it was you know it was known as a korean family spa sure so, well yeah. well thank you for the information we are um out of time but we appreciate you making time for us and uh, that's our guest anita if listeners would like to learn more about anita's story uh, i'm linking the daily mail article and interview that covers all of it in depth in the description uh anita thanks for for sharing your story with us and for making time for us We appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks again to listener Anita for sharing her story with us. And uh, as I'm sure you saw, We Spa is not the only slope rapidly being slipped lately. Uh, In news of similar theme this week, uh, in London, a, uh, a public library is apologizing for bringing in a quote, at least according to the story, rainbow dildo butt monkey to entertain children. Um, Redbridge Libraries hosted the, uh, let me read this correctly, Madiga Arts Group uh, last week or last weekend. Video footage shows a number of performers outside the event, including an individual dressed in a rainbow monkey costume exposing fake buttocks and a fake penis. There's a higher res image of this individual here. As far as video of what this person was doing, there's not a lot, but we can see, I guess, him moving around here outside of the actual event. There's a swinging dildo from this person's crotch and weird, I guess, plastic or rubber uh, butt things, Uh, fake butt in the back, fake butt cheeks. The uh, red bridge libraries blamed the, Blamed the scene uh, on the entertainment company, tweeting, quote, um, during an event today, there was a performance by a carnival arts company. Unfortunately, one of the animal costumes was inappropriate, which we were not aware of at the time of booking. We deeply apologize for the offense caused. This is being looked into. Speechless. What am I supposed to say? Every week we have something to talk about like this. 
Uh, well, I I suppose Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey is uh, a little bit surprising. I didn't see that one coming necessarily. Um, this one's maybe a little bit more predictable. In fact, we have seen variations of this before, but um, a trans couple and I mean a fully trans couple like a guy who says he's a chick and a chick who says she's a guy had a child together. So just normal uh, conception as far as I understand. But after the birth of the child, the dad says he's the mom and the mom says he's the dad. And in pursuit of those roles, dad is trying to breastfeed the child. And I I had to censor all the boobs in this video because I don't know what Susan considers to be female boob. So I just have to censor them all. Oh, I just put it over here. The baby has been able to latch, but I've not been able to produce any milk. It's okay because we're going to supplement the feeding with formula so that my baby's still getting the, the nutrients that they need. But I'm still feeling hopeful. I appreciate you so much for all your work. And I appreciate you also, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a there- freak show. There was a um, a Family Guy episode about this. Remember when uh, <laughs> Peter tries to breastfeed Stewie? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they do that anymore. Can they make that joke anymore? Or is that <laughs> out of bounds? No. Now, oh my God. The, the baby, note that the baby is also non-binary. So it's a they-be. It's specifically referring to the child as they. Uh, I, I don't actually know if it's a little boy or a girl. Um, this was actually part of Courtney Cox's facebook show that's called nine months i have not watched it but i gather it's some sort of pregnancy and birth related reality show um as far as this couple they are also fighting with dc government because dc law does not allow dad to claim to be the mom and vice versa on legal documentation including i guess the child's birth certificate so they're in a legal battle with mom trying to be dad and dad trying to be mom my god that lightning is probably coming for them soon. I think now that it's done with the George Floyd wall, they're probably next. Is it possible that we all meet our maker and God is like, why didn't you try harder to stop this? Yeah. There's an argument to be made that not only is this abuse, allowing this to happen is abuse, uh, being complicit in it or come, you know, just, just allowing it to happen is itself a moral failure. I mean, this is, uh, yeah, this is completely outrageous, but, I suppose uh, you're not allowed to be surprised anymore. So we'll have to see what uh, what level we reach next week. I do have one case of hoax hate before we talk uh, movie review. I'm so bummed that we had to that the hoax hate we were going to talk about turned out to be real hate. Okay, actually, I'm not bummed. I'm so glad this is real. Uh, should do you want me to mention that story? I don't have the link handy. Yeah, but, let's talk about it briefly. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I, I was assembling the hoax eight and I had sent this story to blonde earlier in the week. I could probably actually find the story. Um, it was yeah, a bar could, in part, Cheyenne. Part of it. Well, originally they didn't even know where the bar was. And we're talking Wyoming. There was an allegation against a, a bar in Wyoming. And yeah, I do have the story here and I can bring this up on the screen because I think, uh, it's censored, so Susan will allow it. Headline, Wyoming bar accused of selling T-shirts advocating violence against LGBTQ plus people. According to a Wyoming... And this is real hate, not hoax hate. I'm shocked. I thought it was a hoax. Real hate. Uh, the Wyoming Equality, a, a gay rights advocacy group, 
claimed that they found a t-shirt for sale at an undisclosed Wyoming bar that you can see on your screen. It's a picture of a, a biker looking rough man pointing a revolver at the screen. And the caption reads in Wyoming, we have a cure for AIDS. <clears throat> we shoot fucking faggots. <laughs> that's what it's, <laughs> that's what it says on the shirt. I, I'm that filling in the so blanks. based and hilarious. And then I love that it, this is the city where the Matthew Shepard case happened because that is well, the ultimate hoax. Hayden. Well, that was Laramie. This is, uh, Laramie's like uh, an hour or two away. Oh, never mind. It's Why was close, that even mentioned then? But, uh, but yeah, so I th- I thought for sure this was fake because they weren't naming the bar and they were fundraising off of it. But yeah. then I, I read up on it more today. It turns out the bar has been identified. Uh, shout out, I guess, to the Eagle's Nest. <laughs> I think it's, is it called the Eagle's Nest? No, there's no way it's called that. Now I have to look this up. How it's can I get one something. of those shirts? It's the Eagle something. Because isn't the Eagle's Nest a Hitler reference? Yes. Yeah. Well, let me find this. Is it actually the Eagle's Nest? Holy shit, it is. Dude, oh my god! This I didn't connect so this. I didn't connect this based. earlier. Look at this in the image. Um, do you have your Skype open? No. Um, okay. Well, I actually can open it on my phone. I'll know. show you later. It, it, the sign on the establishment because now the establishment has been identified. It's the Eagle's Nest Bar in Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, and then the headline says less than an hour from where Matthew Shepard died after being brutally beaten. So I thought this Which was is fake. False. False. Well, I we'll have to talk about that sometime because I I don't know this the details. I know he was brutally murdered, but as far as the yeah, claim because of he it, was a methed out faggot, not because he was a regular <laughs> faggot. So who cares? I mean, dude was a meth head and he got involved with other meth heads and he was killed. And it's the ultimate hoax hate, like acting like this was because he's gay. It's because he was doing a bunch of meth with a bunch of other meth heads. Independent so, sorry, fact man. checkers confirm, Susan. Yeah. They've looked into it. It's so uh, stupid. Um, I have shit. to get my hand on one of these shirts. I'll wear it. I'll wear and it. just so I can be double, triple clear, that was real hate of the week. All right. That was real <laughs> hate of the week. Now we're going to do hoax hate of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? We're kind of behind on time, but I'm glad we spent a solid five minutes talking about that story. It's crucially <laughs> it's important. important. Well, um, you know, journalistic integrity. We got to talk about the ones that are turn out real, too. I like that explanation. That's what mm. we're doing, Susan. We're being fair to all sides. Here's here's one that, um, well, the events aren't fake, but the interpretation, I think, assuredly is. Uh, in Orlando, two families are suing Universal Studios after an actor in a Despicable Me character costume apparently flashed the OK sign in photographs with their children. Uh, this And this is not the circle game that you're seeing. This is racism. So the families are suing. We're talking about this photo here taken in March of 2019. Court documents show the biracial child took this picture with a Universal employee dressed as Gru from the Despicable Me franchise. It was during a character breakfast at one of Universal's resorts in Orlando. The actor displays the OK symbol on the girl's shoulder. We've blurred the image as it may be offensive to some. The gesture oh, defined as a hate symbol by the American Anti-Defamation League. The, the latest court documents filed referencing several high-profile crimes in which the gesture 
gesture was you the right. Look at this. I forgot. Okay, we covered this at the time. This is this they're calling a high profile crime. I don't even that remember one, what this okay, was. The picture on the right that they've censored, that was like three people went on Splash Mountain at Disneyland or That's whatever. Right. And they did it. You know how they take a photo of you when you go down the big waterfall yeah, thing? Yeah. They did it. Or no, no, what they didn't do the okay sign. They did the Heil Hitler. The Heil Hitler sign, yeah. That was a high profile crime. High profile. Maybe sense, they did yeah. okay signs. I don't remember. Who cares? No, they they all they all I think they did this. Oh, it's a combo. Actually, you can see. Now I remember because there's a famous photo. There's a screenshot of me in the history of the show doing this. The high. Oh, and I'm laughing super hard. That's right. W, yeah. Yeah, the, the Heil white power combo. Maybe to do it right, I gotta. I don't want to block my face when I do it, so you guys can get it right. I, I yeah. Same time <laughs> okay. for the screenshots. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, okay, that's a high profile crime. Sorry, I had to stop it because I could. Carry on, news lady. Sure was used, including the riot at the U.S. Capitol in January. Another family coming forward, their Hispanic five-year-old daughter having taken a photo with the same actor a month prior while visiting Universal Studios. The actor making the same hand gesture. Both families filing a lawsuit against Universal Orlando on behalf of their children, represented by a firm out of Miami. Some of the injuries listed in the lawsuit include battery of unwanted touching, mental <laughs> anguish, emotional distress, and humiliation. The families are seeking more than $30,000 in damages, claiming Universal Orlando violated the Florida Civil Rights Act of 1992. What's this law firm? Is it is it Goldberger and Wiseman? Now, now. <laughs> This is horseshit. This is no, horrible. here's what I could. It might not be, though. I don't I, I think you might have caught it, but it might be real racism, because if you look at the image on the right, the biracial, I assume half black girl, the despicable me guy is holding a banana in the photo. <laughs> so Maybe he was hungry. He probably fucking hates his job. And this is like all he can do for getting a little bit of thrill. In all the day. I at know least he's is not diddling kids. Circle game plus banana definitely equals racist. All factors considered. We have to acknowledge. Um, Dude, he's got to smell his hot, gross breath and his his outfit all day and his in his cartoon suit. Now he's got to deal with this lawsuit, this frivolous lawsuit. That, that sucks. Life sucks for this guy. These days, do they make these guys wear a mask inside of their giant character oh mask? Oh, my God. They probably do. If you're one of these terrible. character actors, tell me, do you have to wear a mask inside of that thing? Um, the the uh, you, you'll notice they they cited the ADL piece in the story and they censored this. They blurred this part with the white supposed white power symbol. They blurred that, but they omitted this part. You scroll down and even the ADL is like, you know, chill out, guys. Um, uh, use of the OK symbol in most contexts is entirely innocuous and harmless. In 2017, the OK hand gesture acquired new and different significance thanks to a hoax by members of the website 4chan to falsely promote the gesture as a hate symbol, claiming that the gesture represented the letters WP for white power. So even the ADL is telling these lawsuit, uh, the people bring this lawsuit to to calm down. But the, the news story is going to cover for that. Oh, my God. Um, and um, but but of course, I. If is there a such thing as a harmful hand sign? Like if this character actor gave the kids the double birds, like is that that's probably grounds for firing? That's mistreatment of uh, of of patrons at this establishment. But could you claim battery? Could you claim emotional abuse and emotional damage to the tune of thirty thousand dollars? If this lawsuit goes anywhere, we are uh, well. I would say we're doomed as a country, but uh, this would probably be the 
I don't know, thousandth reason in the list of the biggest reasons why we're doomed as a country. Incredible. As far as the employee, it's it's assumed that it was the same employee in both photos that we don't know that because Universal is not identifying this person. Um, Mm. They happened in February and March of 2019. And this this employee, they're saying an employee was let go October of 2019, which I guess implies that it's the same guy. Um, But we don't know. He he has to wear two of those dumbass suits. That sucks. And and we don't know if he was fired because of this or some other reason. It was like six months after the fact, six months plus. So anyway, um, okay. You ready for uh, the peewee review? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, uh, once again, our fantastic intro bit from our friend Batman. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This (laughs) is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. I did want to say one quick note on the formatting of the segment. We've been putting in a lot of thought um, for how to keep this bit going over time while it, uh, opening it up for blonde to hate things and see new things and all that. Um, since she's currently making all the nominations, of course. So, uh, I won't explain everything we have in, in the works. I would just say like expect a change in format toward the end of the summer, probably around labor day where we might make this even more interactive with our audience friends is the aim. So, um, so stand by for that. I want to give this, I want the segment's been really fun. I want to give it some yeah. potential for longevity. Uh, yeah, agreed. and that's what we're thinking. Yeah. So this week it was Wee's big adventure, a sort of a shock pick for me and a shock vote winner, um, from the audience. I was surprised. So you, t- and, and honestly, I'm, I'm just surprised that you enjoy this movie both before I saw it and after I saw it. So you tell me why. Um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I think this was Tim Burton's breakthrough movie or what was it his first film? I'm not entirely sure. But Pee-wee was this character uh, made by Paul Rubens. Um, he appeared on Saturday Night Live. I think he had his own HBO show. And so he was kind of iconic before Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, and I remember this being such like a, a, a fun um adult take on childhood like if watching it as a kid and i just thought it was it was so much fun and it was like a little bit naughty and it's really held up i watched it recently as an adult and it's just um it's just a it's just a fun fun movie and this is one of the ones i was kind of worried about watching because i wasn't entirely sure if uh my positive analysis of this film was almost solely rooted in my nostalgia uh, so when you were watching this, I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, is this not going to make any sense to Skag? Um, and, and there's definitely a nostalgia component to this. But uh, I, I just I just love some of the scenes. The scene in the bar is particularly iconic. And it's it just made me laugh really hard. I think this is a, a comedy that holds up from from the 80s. Hmm. Is it the 80s? 1985. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this movie had one of the stronger turnarounds I can remember and not, I I don't mean that in the history of this segment. I mean, of movies I've ever watched, which admittedly is a shorter list than most, but, um, wow. Did this, did this movie change for me that at the start of the movie, especially coming off of blade runner, I thought, Holy shit, I am (laughs) in for another one wiki torture session. Uh, here we go. But, um, and and it's, it's just, as I'll get to, it's because, 
I find Pee-wee a lot harder to handle on his own than I do in interaction with other people. Um, but at the end, once they once new characters were introduced and there was this story arc that had developed and really the, this, the movie's humor style had come out a little bit more, um, I actually uh, I actually enjoyed uh, several of the bits, several uh, a lot of the writing and a lot of the um, well, just the way the movie ended. So to go from presumed hatred to like actually some things I, I really appreciated about it a lot. Uh, was a bizarre swing that I haven't experienced um, very much because it, yeah. in the opening scene, I'll get to what I hated in a minute, but in the opening scene, I'm thinking <laughs> like this chuckle needs to stop and I need to see where this guy keeps his dungeon of children. It's a brightly colored basement that he has absolutely full of kids because this guy can't not be a pedo. <laughs> that's, There's that's a creepy like, element to it. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. I, I like to start with the best and then work my way to the negative. So I, I am a fan of absurdist humor and kind of over the top dramatization. That's sort of like dun, dun, dun kind of stuff. And this movie does that pretty well. You got like the large Marge scene. You got the bike chase at the end. You got Pee Wee's crime scene breakdown. Um, all, and, and the musical score was excellent. Um, yeah. the, music, the guy yeah. who did the music is, is somewhat famous, I gather, or has done a lot mm-hmm. of important works. I really I thought the music um, even for the stuff I didn't like, like the Pee Wee's house scene really enhanced the dramatic effect and the comedy of the movie. Wait, the initial scene where he's making breakfast? Hated it. <gasps> Hated it. It was so fun. Hated it. That, what is that contraption called? Rube Goldberg oh machine. That there was kind of cool, but he just, I, his chuckling, dude, shut the hell up. I couldn't handle it. <sighs> um, <laughs> but it got better. Decent writing too. There was some early, another reason I thought it was outright terrible early on that I know you are, but what am I seeing with Francis? I thought, oh, yeah. God, like this is going to be nothing but a movie of man children. They are man children. Though. That's the whole point. But thankfully, not everyone is. Some are or those two are, but not everyone is. Yeah. So that thankfully I got out of that. The big butt dialogue with with Simone was clever and funny. And then when um when Pee Wee gets knocked out at the rodeo and they're trying to ask him what he remembers, I only remember the Alamo and they all <laughs> they all cheer. There was some good writing in there that I really liked. <laughs> and I felt weird about this because um, to me, the movie, what saved the end for me, the movie within the movie was better than the movie. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I loved the James Bond style, hyper masculine peewee yeah. uh, standoffish with this bombshell blonde, you know, like you don't want to get mixed up with me. The line that I <laughs> that I now that I now understand. I've heard it before a million times. That's another positive. Now I understand where that line comes from. And even though you could interpret the movie within the movie being better than the movie as a way to rip this movie, because it's like, well, the subplot is better than the plot in many ways. The only reason the movie within the movie is funny is because of the premises set up by the movie itself. So I have to credit it for being funny in the end. I, I, I loved that closing scene because the movie didn't really take off for me until the journey started and you started mixing in all these other characters and you have all these weird uh, plot points kind of coming together. And, and just, there was a lot of intrigue there. And when it all comes together where he's catching up with everybody and watching this dramatized movie of what he just lived, that's where it, it got really enjoyable to me. So really strong finish after a really questionable start. And again, the reason the start was so questionable I I couldn't handle that opening scene. I ju- it just irritated the hell out of me. It, I think Pee Wee, obviously Pee Wee's kind of like a love him or hate him kind of character. He's just so over the top. But I think he really only works, in my opinion, with other people to interact with. I can't stand him on his own. 
So that that was a big uh, big negative to me. And so I gave it a three. I gave it a, a three wiki rating um, because it was extremely annoying to start, but but a strong finish. And it, it's weird to give it a three because it's not an apathetic three. It's not like a I just don't care three. It's yeah. uh, there are things I loved about this movie and things I absolutely hated. And they kind of canceled each other evenly out. So it was a, um, a reasonably enjoyable movie overall. Not one I'd watch again. So it gets the three. Okay. okay. I'll allow it. Let me know live chat if this is a nostalgia thing because I'm questioning my decision to put this on the list. Historically, uh, it has been one of my my better liked films. I only posted my review of it today, so the vote is very early. Um, we only have a, a few dozen votes on the rating so far, but very mixed. So far, three wikis is leading um, at about a third of the vote. Four and five are actually in last place on the current vote uh, or the current audience rating. Mm. Um, so this will probably be the, the lowest audience rated movie so far. I, I don't know where some of the others came in, but usually it comes up, comes in about a four and Wee's going to be well below that if this holds. Yeah. So, which I get like, you know, I, this movie annoyed the hell out of me and then, then it kind of worked uh, after a while. Um, I, I thought next week was going to be, um, was going to be Goodfellas because that's where the vote was sitting early. Yeah, but Young Frankenstein it's around. Young Frankenstein had a, had a late surge. So this week will be uh, Young Frankenstein for next Sunday. After oh, that, my heart is going to be so broken if you don't like them. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of uh, Gene Wilder movies, but um, generally I think he's he's pretty good. So I'd I'd be surprised if I don't find something redeeming about it. Uh, the nominations for the week after that. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Total Recall, Apocalypse Now, Doctor Strangelove, and Say Anything. Early, early vote so far. Ooh, a Big Trouble in Little China with a, a slight lead over Total Recall. Really? Doctor Strangelove not far behind. Maybe you'd love Total Recall. I don't know. It's another Schwarzenegger movie, right? Mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, jogger, right? Um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I generally like Arnold. I shouldn't, but I do. Uh, right down to Jingle All the Way. It's the best Christmas movie ever made. Anyone who disagrees is wrong. Arnold. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a reminder as well. Um, if you would like to read my movie reviews, if you would like to comment on how wrong I am, if you would like to submit your own rating for that week's movie, and if you would like to uh, vote for the next movie to be watched, the one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review. Uh, I'll link it in the description on the YouTube show, and you can find it on the homepage of my website as well as mattchristiansonmedia.com. Okay. On the YouTubes. Let me for read now, this. For today. We got a bunch of chat to catch up with, so we'll have to make good time here, I think. Sure. Uh, Damien McHugh. Black Rifle Coffee can shove it. They pretend to be conservative and then donate to leftists and take a giant steaming crap on Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm with you. Who I did totally they donate agree. to? I, w- I wasn't aware on that. I wonder what that reference is. I believe you, though. <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't be surprised based on what we just read. I know. Oh, uh, I think. Incompet- um, oh, I know what it is. That one of the company leadership had a history of donating to Democrats, I believe, um, which I was aware of, and I'm I'm they're old as far as I understand. I'm a little bit hesitant to like I I gave money to Barack Obama when I was like a college, you know, whatever. I gave him like 20 bucks. I'm pretty sure you can find that somewhere in the federal uh, the FEC records, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to condemn someone too much for that. But it's clear that there's a pattern that's undeniable at this point. It has mm. to be acknowledged. Yes, I agree. Um, 
in competent hands. I just read Matt Best's book, thought he was funny. Sucks that he sold out. I also read Michael Knowles' Speechless, very frustrating book about how the right has let the left have whatever they want. Yeah, this mm. life right-left dichotomy needs to end. It's people that are woke people that aren't woke <laughs> well as far as i understand about the black rifle leadership I, I believe they're all um you know vets with significant military experience and one of them was like a cia contractor or something like that maybe that's reason to be suspicious i suppose rather than admire um but the point is like there are they, other reasons to be suspicious too <laughs> but well I, I guess i'm just surprised that given the experience that they have that they are going the route that they did but yeah. Okay. Well, you enjoy um, you enjoy your bleeding coffee subscriptions, and you can be thankful that all the racists have unsubscribed, which is what you asked for. I mean, he's, yep. it's hard to feel sorry when he said, "I want this to happen. I'll pay them to go away." Yep. Exactly. Uh, Long Don John says, "I heard Kamala got the coof. If that's true, it's certainly not the worst disease she's got." Yeah. How about that Ghana syphilis that she has? Um, I saw that circulating on Twitter. I. Is it confirmed now? I didn't. I just didn't know if it's legit. Does she? Actually oh, is that have, for real? Does she actually have Rona, or is it just speculated? Uh, uh, she did go to Walter Reed yesterday or today. Be so funny. She has, uh, she, she's probably trying to legitimize this Delta variant horse shit. Let's. They throw her under the bus to show how dangerous it is. Let's see. Yeah. Let, I'll search it while you keep going. John Becker, what is up with this blonde or this toe blonde acquired? I missed the background of this. Thanks, y'all. I'll be brief, but um, I'm a lover of oddities. I have a an interest in entomology and antiques and maybe some preservation of animals and humans <laughs> in jars uh, and some taxidermy. I, animals. I, I have an unimpressive collection of taxidermy. Hmm. Um, I don't know. There is a darkness inside of me that is reflected in the things I own, and this toe. I just, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I just, hmm. I had, I had to have it. I had to have it. The woman did not die; she was diabetic. It's not my toe. If you're curious about Kamala Harris, uh, she got a routine checkup after meeting with the coronavirus infected Texas Democrats. So if she got coronavirus from them. Yeah. Because she was out praising them and their maskless mm. airplane rides and all this. Yeah, I, hilarious if she got it from them. I, I, But people will still allow themselves to be lectured about masks and social distancing by the people who, once again, after the Black Lives Matter riots last summer and now with this voting rights bill, when it's politically convenient for them, they don't give two shits about any of those rules, even yeah, when they're I actually spe spreading Rona. And you're still going to allow yourself to be lectured and controlled by them. It's got to stop. Ridiculous. Um, is it just me? This is Nigel Hall. Uh, or does the NFL believe that African-Americans belong in a different country? Isn't that why <laughs> they're playing their own national anthem? Uh, maybe. God, maybe. Is, has the, is the NFL doing that every week? I haven't followed. Um, I have no idea. God. So if uh, let me, I'll look that up too. Um, people were wondering, I saw people wondering on Twitter today, what happens if, um, or are, are people going to take a knee for the black national anthem? Is that... <laughs> And what's going to happen to them if they do? Ridiculous. Oh, here it is. Uh, reported five hours ago. NFL to play Black National Anthem before every game. Oh, my God. Okay. What a waste of time. Uh, how, how far are we going to go with this? Does every particular group get its own anthem? Uh, or, well, okay. <sighs> 
Boogeyman 917. Overcome what? Diabetes? I don't remember to what this was in reference. Probably the uh, the Texas Democrats singing We Shall Overcome. Oh, okay. They have to overcome Beaties and Rona. Combo. Uh, no one says, thanks to all the evil around, I'm finding religion again. Went to church last Sunday and started reading the Bible again. My gut says things are only going to get worse. So it's time to prepare. You should listen to your instincts. Hmm. And that's well, congratulations. great. Congratulations. Yeah. Robin Banks. Hello, friends. Nice show. Very happy. Matt and I once made love on a plane going to D.C. from Texas. Is funny joke. No. You want to hear about <laughs> overcoming. Love your show. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I, I, that was kind of all the memes thrown into one. You know, it was all the thing. memes. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. Uh, Matthew Jones. Don't let the 49% reported vaccination rate dishearten you. There's a portion that represents people that were forced by work, school, get back to normal, etc. I'm sure it's a huge now, percentage true. of people yeah. that have been uh, effectively had a choice made for them in one yeah. way or another. Yeah. Uh, eyes are 47. If the stream pauses again, everyone needs to put on their best Kermit voice and chant. We will overcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a sounder prep for that. I should probably uh, save that one. It's. Uh, I, I wonder, did they plan that or did they, was that impromptu? It's like they all they planned it because all the white people knew the words. Well, they were kind of wrong, though, because it's we shall overcome. Is it not? Somebody said we will overcome, but it, it was enough that like that there had to be some rehearsing. If somebody Close started enough. singing that around me, I would be like, I don't even I don't even know this song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you know it? I mean, I've heard it before. I know the lyrics are the general lyrics are we shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome someday. Oh, that's pretty but, easy. Yeah, maybe there's more um, to it than that. But that's the gist. Michael Tyler, do you realize that they want you to believe the U.S. death toll is as bad as the 1918 Spanish flu? Know anyone who's died? No, me neither. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, Slosher, as to why the elites are worried about people not 100% taking the vax, democracy is just a giant game of Simon Says. If we all just uh, decided, that must be it. The whole game is stupid and won't play any more than they have no power over us. That's true. This ends yeah. when we want it to end. Don says, maybe the Vax is the new vid variant. Maybe. The, oh, the, I see. Thank you for phrasing it that way. I'm sure Susan would, Susan requires it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that that wouldn't make much sense, though, because we know that it's being taken in the millions of doses and the millions of cases are not corresponding. So yeah. it'd have to be more complex than that if it is some like plot. Right. Exactly. Um, Robin Banks. Facebook bans people for bad speak about the virus. Joe Biden. Facebook did a fuggy wuggy big ouch. So hurt. Herp derp. People is dead because Facebook no banny banny. Yeah. Go home, Joe. You're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Stang. Democrats got the only pandemic um, is among the unvaccinated from Scott Vax Adams. I was watching a stream of his and he was bragging the Democrats were watching his stream and using the GAE persuasion. Who? What? Uh, Scott Adams, but... Scott Vax Adams. GAE Scott Vax Adams. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that reference is, but I assume we're talking about the Scott Adams that everyone knows. Um, thank you, D. Beadler. Uh, Mojack420, knock, knock, who's there? I'm from the government and here to help you. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> well, they are the, uh, what did, what did Reagan say? The most, were they the most dangerous words or the most, the most what words? I think dangerous. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Is it most dangerous words in the English language? I got to look up the quote. Austin Olson, baby update. Mama, baby are doing well. Baby is very active and has a healthy heart at 14 weeks. Downside, 
OB told my wife that she can get the COVID jab. Well, I hope she doesn't. And I'm really happy for you. I'm glad to hear that. What is it? The most terrifying words. Terrifying. Yeah. Mufisto. Hey, Mountain Blonde. I'll watch this later as I'm busy, but thanks for the stream. I know it'll be very interesting. Cheers. I hope we delivered. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Incompetent hands. The Dem started the... What is that supposed to be? Oppose the 19th and commit genetic war on women. But outside of that, they're horrible. They're a horrible organization. Need a shirt that says no mask, no jab. It was made in a lab. Hey, I like that. <laughs> that is very catchy. Wow. It's catchy. It's just who's going to print the shirt. Nobody's going to be willing to. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, why are they obsessed with getting this shot for a fake pandemic except for sterilization for racial replacement? I'm going down that road. Um, it, but it, a lot of black people are getting it, too. It's a plug-in. Well, now the Juveniles rap song has been released. Yeah, the numbers are just through the roof. Through the roof. Um, but uh, th that's part of what's crazy about this, too, is it? it, it I'm more tinfoily about this stuff than I've been about anything in my life, not just the vaccine, but just coronavirus overall, in mm -hmm. part because it's like a universal plug-in your conspiracy theory here. Yep. Uh, you have to be careful that you can make it fit a lot of preset viewpoints about the world. But that said, what are, what are we supposed to believe? The most preposterous theory that we just said earlier, which is they're just looking out for your best interests and they really want you to be healthy and okay. Right. Right. That's the most preposterous conspiracy theory of them all, or at least the most preposterous explanation for what what's going on right now. Exactly. Blackside Mountain says, well, I can understand being blackpilled about the state of the world. I take it as a big white pill that the children of us who maintain our traditions and strength will be kings after society falls. I think about that all the time. Emmeline, she will be queen of the ashes. <laughs> Build. Uh, yeah. Make 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 your children tough and um, they will yeah. they will rule the next iteration. Andrew Brick, been a while since we talked Rittenhouse. Do you see Kyle going to jail? Uh, I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Kenosha personally for a mostly peaceful protest if Kyle goes to prison. For real. Uh, it'll be the most the most peaceful one they've seen, I assure you. But uh, can I see it happening? Yeah, because I won't make the mistake I made with Derek Chauvin of, of looking at the facts and the law and thinking it's pretty sketchy. Obviously, the, the role that politics plays in all of this is probably more important than both of those things. The truth exactly. of what happened and the yep. application of the law. So... If I was a betting man, hmm, I'm going to be naive and bet that Kyle is acquitted. And you can save that clip to throw in my face. It's just it's so egregious in this case. And I'll say acquitted of murder charges. OK, it's because the, the it's so egregious to say that what he did was murder. It's so beyond the facts of the case. It's so beyond the application of the law. Yeah, so what though james fields was the canary in the coal mine and everybody bitched out on that one 420 years for that guy Absurd. did you see by the way i was going to send it to you we haven't had a chance to talk about it but there's a whole bunch of new previously unseen drone footage of charlottesville that really? adds some additional angles on what happened um you'd probably be interested in watching it i'll, I'll send it your way if you remind me yeah totally um trapped to the world there have been in the the in fact should be trust signs all over the twin cities for a year now those people would have voted mcclellan over lincoln so normal here i'm encouraged to know it's strange uh somewhere in fauci we trust i find that so offensive i don't think i've seen one personally i've seen them on the internet bethany w um i was pet sitting this weekend and the owners had a mug with fauci's pick and WWFD, what would Fauci do under it? 
I wanted to lick the rim and put it back in the cupboard. What you do is you uh, you pick up that dog's uh, droppings with that mug, and then you put yeah, it back really. on the counter. Is what you do. Oh, God, it's so clean. <laughs> no, that I, would be unethical. That would that would be an unethical thing to do for people who, yeah. in whom people who have uh, put their trust in you. Well, that was stupid of them. Um, <laughs> TKUA. Everyone's talking about Cuba and South Africa. Why is the media ignoring the trouble brewing in Belarus? Their president kidnapped on a plane. A plane from the sky to arrest a dissident that lives abroad. Nobody is talking about Belarus. I, I know so little about it. Yeah. I don't. I, that's the first I've heard of it. To your point. Um, Eric Burns Marsh. Real communism has never been tried. Carl mooching off of Fred's parents in London. Uh, yes. <clears throat> I have a little tickle in my throat. Do you want to read some of these? Oh, I thought me? you were setting up for a joke there. That was an actual. <laughs> no, I got nothing. <laughs> Who's next? <clears throat> Daniel Castle. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> All right. I- I'm going to mute you for a second while you do that. Daniel Castle, you tell. All right. Let me find it. Stand by. Okay, I got it. Um, On the topic of South African unrest, Serpent ZA of ADV China has a great one and a half hour stream. In addition to looting, there's tactical attacks on the food supply infrastructure. That's more the hallmark of NGOs looking for investment down the line well that's uh very interesting and um i I haven't heard anything of that i'll have to check out the stream and thank you for your support for the show i am not going to be niggardly you okay yeah john uh, bounds is up next sorry uh john bounds uh you have to really love the irony of suggesting utilizing the government to suppress misinformation literally five minutes after declaring a law that expands voting hours as worse than jim crow well, yeah, and it's like even if you stick strictly on coronavirus, how much misinformation has been given by government on coronavirus, including mm. currently? There's yep. stacks of bodies because of misinformation. That is misinformation. There aren't stacks of bodies. Where? Who? Ugh. I know. I know. Uh, disturbed 2K7. Sup, bruvs. Now is the time to stock up on items you need while the supply is better. Also, any time is a good time to find God. Also, has Matt watched the documentary Red Dawn? I love you guys. Have you seen Red Dawn? I have not. It's a good so one. potential addition to the list. Um, Rob Dalton. You know it's serious when... Mm. <laughs> I don't. That one almost got me. When Joe somebody is burning down KFC. Rob, you're naughty Rob. Dale that, Jones. Was, that was a close one, yeah. <laughs> a Dennigan. Uh, listening and watching my skyline, sharing y'all with the neighborhood bummed about... BRCC just found a, a company called Reformed Roasters and really love their coffee. Y'all should check them out. Hmm. Um, I, I guess I, well, I haven't been buying Black Rifle for a little while, but uh, I'm not really, like I said, I'm not much of a co- uh, coffee snob, but, you know, I, I do, I guess I have uh, some room to shop now to find yeah. uh, find a new go-to. I'm really into cold brew lately. But I'm just addicted to coffee. It's terrible. Mostly peaceful gun owner blonde. You look absolutely stunning tonight. And man, I'm loving the facial hair, you little minx. Grow it out and embrace your Viking heritage. Wait, I'm not a minx. Uh, At least as I understand the term of that invented slur by a member of the audience. But maybe I'm... No, it means like you sexy little... Oh, oh, I thought we were referencing... Okay. I thought we were referencing the other guy who... Used is the a term. mick married to a chink and so they're <laughs> that's what he said yeah so that, we're not talking well, about his okay. words yeah his words susan um i have tried to grow my beard longer before but it's it's just it's very icy it doesn't work and i'm always stuck in the weird spot 
of having of hating myself clean shaven, but not really being able to do the full beard either. So you it just looks do, pretty good. Maybe you if you did it for like a year, but you've got like silky beard hair, like an Asian man's pubes. I don't know if it's silky. It's just, and part of the the trouble with growing it out is it grows out. It's not, I mean, it's sort of patchy. It's not bad, but it grows at, it really grows at different paces. So keeping Mm. it even as it gets longer is almost impossible. And it just starts curling and doing weird things. So I believe that you can grow an awesome beard. I believe maybe someday. Plus the difficulty is it's harder to experiment when, with your look, when you have an obligation to appear visually on the internet each and every week. Cause like, the more you do it, the more people are like, what the hell? And they get pissed off or they like yeah. it's whatever. So my willingness to try new things with physical appearance is hampered by that. You know, uh, so you're, you're a just, creature of habit anyway. So 100 percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, Holden Mulray, High Truth Seekers, government or Texas Governor Abbott missed a great opportunity. The fleeing state representatives should have been greeted on the tarmac in D.C. by a process server with a packet of mail in balance. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Esoteric Unbound. I have a coworker who isn't into Trek but loved Galaxy Quest. It's actually a very entertaining movie, even to those who don't know the origins of all the jokes. It's multi-layered, just like Tremors. Uh oh, that's mm. deep. A lot of philosophical depth in Tremors. I know. I'm Tremors too stupid to, to get it. Shady yeah. Endeavor. Um, Gerald Morgan Jr. from Crowder. Mm. Quarter Black Jarrett. Jarrett. Garrett. No. Um. The G. Morgan Jr. He's an. He's another guy. Not. Not. Not Quarter Black. Is he the tall guy? I don't know which one of them is tall. <laughs> There's a reason you don't see their product on our show anymore in response to the BRCC crap going on. Oh, okay. so that's how people know. I was like, yeah. quarter black Gerald? That doesn't sound like <laughs> no. Frank Underwood. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I know. I can't read this, though. <laughs> uh, Frank. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Notice. Mark G. Kriegler coffee is far better than um, BRCC. It's owned by Adam Kriegler, who used to co-host Tim Pool's show. I recommend it for anyone looking for a better brand to drink. I didn't know that he was doing his own coffee thing now. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. Tim Pool is the gateway drug. We should support Tim Pool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, but how did that happen? You used to rip on Tim all the time, and now you're... Till I realize he's important because you get bored of listening to his, you know, really, really moderate overtures. And so you go like a little bit further and then that person gets boring and you go a little bit further. I don't know. Further. He's pretty radicalized now. I mean, he li- basically lives in his own compound with sweet guns and his own half pipe and all that stuff. Yeah, but every once in a while he says something retarded and leftist and it's like, come on, bro. He's also short, so he can't be trusted. Um, <laughs> Ian Garuga I'm says... Sorry, Tim. We do love Temple over here. Um, BRC hopefully helping their ex-customers uh, off Conservatism Inc.'s dollar store red pill. Remember, the fun right cannot arrive till the GOP is dead and buried. That's probably true. Just There's once, no fun right, though. Just once. It's like, could you stick up and... Uh, I don't even... Again, I don't even think they have to enter arenas they don't want to, but I hate this disavow crap. Just once, if someone said like, oh, you support white supremacist murderer Kyle Rittenhouse, just tweet, Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Did Drink nothing our coffee. Wrong. Shut the hell up. Yeah. I Honestly, they'd earn, they'd, it's too late now, but if they had done that in the original controversy, they would have had me in their camp. You know, racists drink coffee too. We wake up every day and we're like, we, we, <laughs> we need a shot in the arm too, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Seriously speaking, 
Is it to be assumed that you have perfect ideological conformity and purity with every single one of your consumers? The <clears> fact <throat> that like a capital rider wore a black rifle hat. Who gives a shit? God. Like they made <clears throat> the decision to do that. Doesn't matter. Says my coffee company is going to be called Big Huevos Coffee mm. because we all know the best way to start your day is with a giant cup of big black huevos. That's decent marketing already. I think you're onto something. Redisco Tech, let the dildo butt monkey be alone with your children, bigot. Ha ha, appreciate the show. Kent's love from lockdown again, Sydney, Australia. Another lockdown in LA too. Hmm. Um, Laser 47, uh, hey libraries, here's an idea for children's story time. A legit man dresses a lumberjack in a flannel shirt reading Dr. Seuss. You know, I wouldn't take my kid to that story time either. Like, unless I was there. I wouldn't hmm. drop my kid off at a story time with this with somebody anybody uh yeah probably well, yeah not without me for sure right yeah. melissa hanlon you misread brc on this they can't adopt the same leftist nonsense of de- demanding brc take the proper stance on every issue and leave them caught between mega and rhino groups in a no-win situation Mr. okay but that's the right that's can't one... adopt the same leftist nonsense demanding um i Even for sure I'm... can uh, can demand that they take the proper stance uh because i patronize them in my and 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 my um my financial at you know the contribution to them is voluntary so yeah i I definitely can do that and even if so you're talking about the one quote i I believe where you're talking where he's saying (laughs) i i I don't necessarily want to fit into any one particular box regarding um maga purity or being called a rhino by other people okay i mean i'll even grant your point on that quote maybe I'm misunderstanding what he means. But the problem is you have the whole additional quote where he says the Rittenhouse incident exposed the most repugnant people and that he wants them all to stop supporting his company and he wants he'll pay them to go away. Yeah. So yeah. even if we're misreading the one quote, <laughs> a, the, the, the one that follows at the end of the article is worse. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, if he really misspoke throughout and he was misunderstood one, um, you're very poor at speaking. Hire hire a communication. Why are you talking to the New York Times, you traitorous yeah. fuck? How about that? Um and and um yeah, it's, it's, it, the whole thing is just uh it, it's it's a total disaster if they if they if they were misunderstood. But two, um get out on Twitter and say this is not what I meant. Like the New York Times presented it this way. Yeah. Here's what I meant when I said this. Okay, I'll listen to that. I believe me, I'm no fan of the New York Times. I I would be perfectly willing to listen to a claim that they had misrepresented the company. But as far as I've seen, the company is not saying that um, if yeah. they are, and I've missed that, send it my way. Cause I do want to see it. Yep. Nicholas H will Shackleberg LLC represent me when I sue universal studios after seeing a shirt with a black power fist at their park. You know, they won't. Oh, uh, that's you know true. You probably have a case. Trapped to the world. Pee is great. Love the kids show when I was little, you know, I didn't watch the kids show. But um, best moment in the movie is either deep in the heart of Texas or wait, I have a plan. Spontaneous disguises that deep in the heart of Texas is excellent. Yeah, that was good. Um, two-way education, last one. I called Black Rifle Coffee Company out last year. I'm not surprised at the recent crap at all. Fed boy traitor. I hope you're both good. And thanks for the show as always. Well, thanks, man. And um, and I uh, hope your channel is is doing well as well. And thanks for stopping by with us tonight. Yep. Uh, let's see. As always, at uh, 2AEDU, if you'd like good uh, Second Amendment content among uh, among the audience in the community. Let's see. Uh, I think either 
Okay, no, uh, we're good. Let me um, ch- catch back up with Trovo here. We might run a little over time, but do you have uh, a minute? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. C2K, oh, we, I read that one. Chubby Stubby says, sounds like it's time to buy several BRC shirts and hats and go hand them out to peaceful protesters and watch them try to squirm out of that one. Uh, yeah, I guess let's, let's see. Um, Chubby Stubby also says Wyoming just moved up a few places on my list of where to move from, uh, California. Well, seriously speaking, the t-shirt bit aside, if you want, uh, Wyoming is probably going to be among the last stands against the encroachment of progressivism, leftism, outright communism, whatever you want to call it. There is a whole lot of nothing in Wyoming. You can get lost deep in the nothing of Wyoming if Mm -hmm. you would like to, um, you just got to deal with cold winters like a lot of these places. Chubby Stubby uh, and C2K also casting spells. Thank you, guys. Uh, ETC over on DLive. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate that. And let me catch up on Tippy Stream. We'll call it a show tonight. I left off on uh, Dim Fool. Dim Fool says, Matt, for your spiritual journey... Are you limiting yourself to just looking at Christianity? If so, how come? Uh, and if not, what else have you looked into? I've been there, so I know the feel. Uh, other paths have much wisdom to offer. A thought, best of luck. I, I reference Christianity the most. I, I'm not. I'm not committed to any one particular path. I reference Christianity the most and I sort of dabble with maybe digging into it a little bit more because for a few reasons, we talked about this on on Wednesday a little bit. Uh, One, um, it's obviously the faith that is most closely connected to to my family that my family has a a history with. Um, And two, just in my own observation of the world, I think that Christian societies have a pretty good track record of success and productivity and building awesome things. So that's what attracts me to Christian faiths initially, that doesn't mean that I'm committed to it because, you know, part of my struggle is um, connecting what I think you can deduce from observing the natural world about natural law and about morality Mm -hmm. and connecting that to the specific teachings of Jesus Christ and the Bible and all of those things. So could they be connected to other faiths, Uh, other faiths possibly? Um, It's, it's a, it's a long journey for me. Like I'm not sitting down and diving into um, Christian scripture at the moment. It's possible I might, but it doesn't mean that I'm wholeheartedly committed to that either. I'm on a, I'm on a journey to find the truth and it's a very mm-hmm. long one because I'm also on a journey to do all the other stuff that I do each and yeah. every week, just like every other, every other person. So, but as was mentioned earlier, man, it's either a curiosity about the moral basis of the universe or the outright degeneracy of the breastfeeding men and the butt monkey dildo guys who are going to push gonna me. Someone's going to get you. Yep. Yeah. We're we're getting closer than ever. Uh, Jordan Gecko says Blue Horseshoe loves AMC. What is that? I don't even know that reference. That makes either. me think of the Indianapolis Colts. Blue Horseshoe. I don't know. Thank you, uh, Mojack Four Twenty. I've got to be careful here. <laughs> oh my God! This one is just a trap. Um. Hmm. Well, he's suggesting that a potential swap of certain values in the United States for certain values in South Africa. And it would be a win-win. Um, the, the, the pro let's put it this way, the pro riot crowd in the United States, um, who the pro riot intellectually challenged crowd of the United States, uh, who tend to be communist will get to build their, uh, shining Wakanda and the U (laughs) S 
And the U.S. gets Oof. a homicide rate to drop by 53%. That's, that's, Yikes. All right. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Polly B says, give up your guns and you deserve death. If they're taken from you, that sucks. Never listen to, why is everyone being mean to Tim Pool tonight? Never listen to the Tim Pools of the world saying you got to put your face and name out there. Anonymity is the sword. Well, I don't know if Tim says that. I, uh, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I think it's different for each person. Yeah. I wanted to do this by my name because I, it was just the right time for me to enter that arena and to be myself and do this thing. If I had an established job and my wife now and my kid on the way, and I thought these things are crucially important, but so is my ability to provide for them. I might have taken a different approach. So, yeah, but, you know, you wouldn't have met your wife if you didn't have the channel. Well, I'm just saying in a situation where I had something similar to to protect, um, I would I would I would make the calculation differently. When I entered this arena, I didn't have that stuff to protect. I could take the risk. Yeah. And now I might evaluate that. Different. So I don't look at anonymity as inherently cowardice. I think that it's. I do think it's best to be just uh, open as the person that you are by your identity, if it's possible to be, because that I think that that's more authentic and it removes the allegation of like anonymous troll or Russian bot or something like that. It, it makes yeah. it a little more credible, I suppose. But I, I, I'm not mad at people who have something to protect and are trying to get their voice heard um, without compromising the people for whom they have to provide. That's true. Yeah. Let's see. I think we might be all set. Or no. Uh, one more. Um, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Always got to be careful pronouncing that one. I never can. Normally, I have to actually drink the coffee for it to make me need to take a shit. Not with Black Rifle. You just have to mention <laughs> their name. And it makes me need to drop one. Well, we shall see. I'll be curious to see how the company responds. Because, man, is this a PR nightmare for them. Yeah. Exactly. Anything else before we get out of here? Nope. I think we're good okay. over here. Well, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate it as always. Um, and hey, no tech issues tonight. I was yeah. worried after last week. So thank God. No, no near heart attacks for me. <laughs> um, if you would like more of the show to listen to, uh, we have the call-in show available on demand. We have Blonde's interviews. We have some other content you might not find on YouTube or elsewhere. All on the audio platforms of the show. Uh, you can find those linked in the description as well as on the website. And anything else you might be looking for, the show merchandise store or to get in contact with us or just where to find the show, it's all on the website. Movie reviews. Yep. Comment on how much you hate them. MattChristensenMedia.com. <laughs> That's your one place for all of those things. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys. <laughs>